And welcome back. It's Friday night in Oak Hill, Florida, and you are joining us for the Gospel Hour. <laughs> Actually, I believe it's uh, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing, and uh, it's going to be episode 42, and we are back to full strength. Um, we've got the goal covered, and we actually have all players on the ice tonight, Ben. Mark, Carl, myself, Larry, we are ready to talk about some stuff. Stuff. What's going on, guys? We're here. We're here. Excitement. Everybody check their pulse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we're we're ready ready to go. go. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I don't know about you guys, but I think I ate a little bit too much. Um, I, I probably could oh, have, I'm there. I, yeah. I, could have I did willingly. At, yeah. at one sandwich, but mm-hmm. uh, that damn. second one was calling my name. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Mark, I think yeah. uh, you were uh, absent last time around. Last time did the Carl time before... a, did Carl approve your uh, absence? Did you bring in a slip from Our your perm- mom? Permission slip. Your your excuse. No. Or are we going to have to send you down Doctor's the hall note. to down discipline? Hall. Right. Doctor's note. Straight down. No, what? It's been... It's been a while. Mm. A long time. Been around the world and back again. Feels like... You did. No, I... Th- done okay, that. so I think... Did you do one in the middle? Yeah, I think you did. You... Montana... It, so I've been to Montana. I've been to Colorado. I've been you. You've been here since Montana. Yeah, you've been that. here since Montana. Okay. So then Colorado. Yeah. Have you not been here since Colorado? I feel like he has. I think he has. Because that was over Christmas. Okay. So then Colorado. It was Colorado, Montana. Yeah. So I think Atlanta. Then I, I think it was. He's just missed two. Ben, Mark, and me, because Carl wasn't here. Yeah, I was. And yeah. then. And I think it was just the three of us. And then when you ended up unable to come, correct? Yep. We had Jameson yes. keep yes. your seat warm. Yeah. Yes. So correct. that. So yeah. So you've only been. We, we and, had a, But then there was wasn't the last one just the three of us? Yeah. Was it? That was yeah. No, Valentine's I thought, Day. no Jameson. No, Jameson was here. Was on the last. He just wasn't, didn't talk well, very much. Where was the one that was just the three of us though? It was last last week, right? No, or it was like. Week before last. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I oh, wasn't shit. Here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just fucking confused. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We all are. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, that's all right. Episode 42. Here we all We're are. Back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're back. You know, it's so odd for us all to be here that that's why everybody's confused. Right. Yeah. It, it's, full. it's like a full, the table's like really full right now. Full of like my heart. baby. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would be like, oh my God, they're so full of shit. Right. Well. That's and that's true, okay. too. That's okay. We do what we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I have been keeping a few notes oh, on uh, 
stuff that we should uh, <laughs> mention or talk about. I've I haven't done my homework. And look at that episode forty two show notes. Boom boom boom. So um, we were just talking before we started uh, recording, um, and I believe this would be kind of the segue from the last episode Mm -hmm. um, to the current episode we're recording tonight. The 500 happened after our last episode because we we were here for for Valentine's Day. Right. And then the 500 was that weekend as well. Got rained out on Sunday, it which did. was completely unexpected in my mind. Like I didn't, I thought they no, had, I didn't see like it. all week long. They were talking about what a great forecast it was, and then it fucking and rained all just, yeah. day yep. long. So they ran the race on Monday, um, and uh, everybody, of course, you know the big crash and kind of a Paul fell over, you know, the whole NASCAR racing world. Mm -hmm. And it was actually, I mean, it made national news. Everybody was kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, Mm -hmm. what happened? And then dude fucking strolls right out of Halifax two days later. Mm -hmm. I think he's on their billboard. (laughs) Really? Have you seen that? There's there's one on 95. Going north into Daytona. There's some NASCAR driver, you know, like thumbs up. Well, there there is. And forgive my redneckedness. There's a Halifax team or sponsorship. Yeah. Okay. And I want to say it's... It can't be a cup car. It's got to oh, be no, like Xfinity. Is. No, it's a cup car. Really? Yeah. It's like a co-sponsor. It's not a... Okay. It's like they, they've got... They the, got a little sticker. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, they have... God, who is it? I mean, maybe that's what the sponsorship there is, covers. There is like a sponsorship. Ditches and so, bumps and bruises. And they have a racer. So... Guilty pleasures. Um, NASCAR crashes. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I actually, and, and this is uh, a tip of the cap to Andrew, um, I've been really getting into uh, Dale Light uh, podcasts lately. Um, if Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. So uh, that's what I was thinking. Okay, I, I just let <laughs> put sure. it together. Yeah. Okay, Dale Heavy is bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Rip. and and I guess you know because I grew up in East Tennessee, not very far from uh, Bristol Motor Bristol. Speedway, and growing up, like racing was just kind of something I grew up around. Um, and during the my heyday, um, I was never a fan of senior. Um, never a fan of junior and i think that's blasphemy and (laughs) ultimately the reason kind of the what led me to actually appreciate dale jr a little bit um was he was on joe rogan and if you haven't listened to the joe rogan it's older uh, podcast it is it's it's really good uh and i was i was actually kind of taken back with the fact that I was like, wow, like this kid has some really good stories. Yeah. And some of the stuff he was talking about, like brought back, brought me back mm-hmm. to like the, those heydays of like when Bristol night race was a huge fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recently I was 
on YouTube and, you know, we're certainly not in this category, but a lot of podcasts are now also like recording Mm -hmm. visually and then throwing it up on YouTube. So you can either listen to it or you can watch. Mm -hmm. And I've been going through and kind of cherry picking Dale's um, podcast on YouTube. I'm guilty of, of the YouTube like watch list yes, as well. Uh-huh. I, I'm not, might not even watch it. I just listen to it. On okay. It. Like, well, I end up watching it because yeah, yeah. you know, you get more like seeing people's reaction and stuff, yeah. but he's had a lot of older racers coming in old team owners and just different people, uh, track owners. And there's a real good sprinkling and a mix of stories that I can relate to. Cause it's like during the time when I was really, you know, I don't want to say into NASCAR, but I was a very aware of what was going right. on in NASCAR at the time. And so that's kind of become the, the guilty pleasure is like listening to some of these old school racers talk about like some crazy stuff and Humpy Wheeler, um, a great NASCAR name, right? <laughs> yeah. Probably, um, probably, probably friends with Smokey Eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, he, he was he was the guy that owned um, the track in Charlotte. Yep. And he, more than anything, was a hell of a showman. Mm-hmm. Um, he put, like, he was the promoter. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was one of the first guys, um, I think they did it at Bristol. Somehow he was involved and, and was up at Bristol. And it was the first time anybody had ever jumped a school bus. Oh yeah. And they had the video from it and it was fucking insane. So the, the school bus hits this ramp, goes flying oh, through the like air. Jumped over a school bus. Right. No, 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 it's a school bus and it jumped Jumping. over X number of motorcycles. Hell it's yeah. like the reverse. <laughs> the reverse. Instead of a motorcycle jumping school. It. And, and it, it was going to oh, hit God. a landing ramp and go down. Well, it was just, just shy of making it uh, and it literally ripped the front axle out from under the bus and so it hits nice and it gouged and plowed asphalt up into turn one and this is like this oh, is no. the pre-race festivities yeah, yeah. they had to like postpone the race for like go out and repave that section and like so I don't know and just to, to hear this guy telling yeah. this story and like you know and Dale junior having grown up like he wasn't a racer at the time he's like oh my god i remember that like he's talking about and he's like and that story leads to the next story and it's just like all these old school stories so anyway um i've really enjoyed it of late um back when they were uh sponsored by cigarettes yeah oh winston Winston that was winston cup yeah Yeah, the the winston tower um what when you drove by on volunteer parkway in front of bristol motor speedway Mm -hmm. there was one big tower it was a big like building mm-hmm. at the end of the front stretch at turn one and it literally said winston right yeah. across mm-hmm. it was the winston tower and that was before bristol became the coliseum that it is today right but uh yeah i i've been enjoying the shit out of that and um i mean while we're telling stories on ourselves mm-hmm. um i don't know if anybody else has watched the new netflix show um, I'm going to go ahead and admit to it now. I'll take all the criticism y'all want to heap my way. I think I'm, I'm going to guess what it is. Oh, what is it? Cheer. Yes. Holy fuck, what a good show. 
What a fucking good show. It's cheer. And it, and, and, it's the only and, embarrassing show there is on. And it happens to follow this team that ultimately competes for, wins the national championship. Where? At the Banshell in Daytona. Really? Yeah. Apparently, that's that where part. they like yeah. Daytona is like mecca for cheerleading um, competition. Okay. Um, why do we do not do have the, the dates for this? <laughs> yeah, and they, why is the shop not like closed? Because we're spectating. Right. And um, if you have not watched it, I'll watch it. Watch it. Okay. It's, it's actually like I saw it and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm ever watching that. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, it's cheerleaders. Three PBRs later, they're like, let's check it out. It's cheerleaders, so, I mean, how Mm -hmm. bad could it be? And then Shannon was watching it, and she tells me, oh, my gosh, I've been watching this show. And I I was like, I saw that, you know. And she's like, it's so good. It's not what you expect it's going to be. You need to watch it. It's really good. And so she stopped and let me catch up. And then we watched the balance of it together. Fucking great. All right. Corsicana, Texas. It's like a weird community college. Yeah. Yeah. It's a junior college. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the name of the right school. Right in the middle of nowhere. Not a, not in a Corsicana, time. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Which, do you know how that got named? No. Someone's like, hey, man, can you do this? He's like, Corsicana. <laughs> Boom. They're like, new town name. Let's do it. Jesus. Um, I made that up. <laughs> probably accurate. I don't know if the town's fictitious or real. No, it's real. It's Sick. Real. It's real. Um, speaking of Netflix shows, uh, I think Mark's watched it. Have any of you guys been watching Lock and Key? No. Mm-mm. Haven't heard of it. Pretty good. Add that to your list. Yeah. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. It's damn good. So so what's what, what, what's the, what kind of show is it? I don't know if sci-fi is the right term. Mm, you already lost like, me. I don't. It's not <laughs> it's really not spacey though. It's like it's kind of like, like Jumaji, like a slightly alternate reality thriller. Um, not quite to what we were talking about earlier, but spooky house. Spooky house. Dad special, dies. Special keys that they open. move in and keys that it's, open and do alternate things. And they like this kid's finding them and they're figuring out what they do. And there's a bad guy who remarkably, you notice it looks a lot like AOC, which I thought was fitting. Uh, pretty ugly. <laughs> says dumb shit, like regularly. Uh, well, it's not her fault she was born that way, but they didn't have to. Like I thought, my first thought was like, yeah, good villain. Um, who's like trying to manipulate the kid to like gain power. And it's this whole struggle of like, I don't know if good versus evil is the right term, but like they're trying to figure out what all these keys do. And, you know, just just an hour ago, Ben was like, I haven't been watching much TV lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I binged it and like as soon as it was done, so I haven't watched that show in a, like a couple weeks. So here's something that Netflix is either slacking on or just doesn't do at all: fishing shows. Uh, There's not a whole heck of a lot of like outdoor. They had some for a little while. Amazon has them. All. Amazon's got some. Oh, they uh, snapped them all up. Plug. It is a show note. Uh, I remember watching something the other day, and Flip was talking about his YouTube channel. I was like, okay, here we go. Um, no disrespect, Flippers. Um, I'm only calling it that. Hit the like and subscribe. Well, he's got three thousand subscribers. He's had a four month old YouTube channel. Um. But he's got a bunch of the old Walker's K Chronicles up on YouTube. 
And as far can... as guilty pleasures go, I've been like slowly picking through those and like because I wonder if he's I wonder if he's removed them from the Hex Bay website. See, I didn't know that. Because if he was, if whoever's handling his social media mm-hmm. strategies, you would remove it from Hell's Bay's website so that if people wanted to watch Walker's you K, had to go. you had to go there. That way you're, you're getting Get the, the plays hits. and you're getting the hits yeah. and you're getting the ad revenue. Yeah. But I don't know. So uh, to that end, by show of hands, that way nobody can really know what we're, what we're really voting right who here thinks flip actually posts or comments on instagram raise their hand (laughs) 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 not everybody at once okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was too many fire emojis yeah i think he's too busy making campfires right Every once in a while, there's a comment. There's that one. That, that I'll like, be like, mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, like, I remember, like, a buddy who's, like, fished with him before. I say buddy loosely. I've met the guy. Like, commented on something. He's like, yeah, anytime. Like, come fish. And that seemed, like, a little more personal because, like, he used his name and, like, his has fished with him. Right. Um, But then there's stuff. I'm just like, I was, knock, knock, knock. Flip, is that you? I'm pretty sure, yeah, there's got to be. It's probably like, like a, a manager. Mix, but like. I mean, shit, I'm 39, and I don't know how to use Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's 70. Oh, shit. I think Flip's in his, I think he's 80, isn't he? He's up there. He's at least late know. 70s. Hashtag and tag in. I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. what the, let me, yeah. no, let that, me I mean, Google how to the, use this. 100%, 100%, <laughs> somebody's running flips instagram now to the exclusion that he doesn't come on there i think maybe less than one percent of the time you're actually engaging with flip fair um but i i really i wonder how many how many accounts of the quote-unquote influencers actually are the actual people anymore versus they're just managed accounts managed it's account. a good yeah. thought the the one that kind of really i feel like tips flip off is that he follows zero people like you would think like of someone who's got like a network of friends if he was like super into the instagram thing he's like well i want to see what you know my buddy rob fordice uh, is up to he has he follows zero zip Really? Yeah. I What's never, another? I've seen another one like that. Is it Yeti or or something like that? Don't they don't. There's there's another really big. There's you know, a lot of big ones out there that, that, that don't follow you know, anything. Thirty six thousand followers and they have a hundred, almost said friends. Taking right. it back to MySpace. All right. Their top eight is like empty. <laughs> yeah. Completely empty. And and that was the thing. I was like, he follows zero. Like, it's not someone Tom. who's actively like, oh, you know what? I do want to see what my buddies are up to. Mm-hmm. And he's the type. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call this guy. I'm gonna leave him a voicemail that's just a turkey call. He's gonna know it's Flip, mm-hmm. and he's gonna call gonna me call back on the home line. phone. Right. And a little ditty about Flip and Diane, and then they mm-hmm. they go and uh, talk it out on the phone and in person. He ain't in, <coughs> he ain't got that gram game on lock, which mm-hmm. is fine. Good for him. Um, talking about big timer, uh, podcasts, Joe Rogan doesn't read 
tweets. He tweets, but he doesn't. Like, but he doesn't. It. He doesn't take he doesn't, in anything. No. on Twitter. No. Hmm. So there's, there's so many. You know, it just kind of eats at you. Strong. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and people like him. I mean, obviously, he's got the biggest podcast in the world. I, I was going to tell you. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and it was funny. He doesn't tweet very often. No. Um, and there was a tweet last week from him, and he said, oh, my gosh, is a baby platypus this fucking cute or oh yeah like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah and i was like fake. and I, and i went to hit the like it was like an instagram and it was like this tweet or you know this content's no longer available and then like a day later he was like okay so apparently the shit that i saw was fake yeah. blah 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 and i was like well damn yeah i didn't get in on the fucking fake well then he, yeah. then he like posted a picture of a real one He's super like, this ugly. is what it actually is yeah yeah, or something. He's on tour coming to Orlando. I meant to tell you that. I saw it today. I so bet it's sold out. Probably. Uh, so that's is he cool. doing a comedy show? Comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up. There, uh, you'd be surprised. All those, all those podcasts. A lot of the big comedians. They'll say, "I'm playing," you know, Tempe, Arizona, Tampa, Florida, blah blah blah. They're all sold out. Like, like as they're so talking why, about it. Why did you why uh, promote announce it? it? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sold out immediately. So that's like, apparently they're playing places that are too small or whatever. Or getting that they should do popular. two shows per city. Right. Oh, so everything's all sold out, but if you already have tickets, see you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Scalp it. Right. <clears throat> Um, I watched his last uh, Netflix special, mm-hmm. and when he's like towards the end of the special, I can't even remember like what he's talking about. But he was he had a stool on there, and he was like on top of the stool, and like almost like imitating like a lizard or something. <laughs> and I can't remember, like it was part of a bit. He was high. And I was looking at it, and I was like, how in the fuck is he not on the floor? Because, like, his agility and his balance had to be so fucking spot on. Like the, And I was like, oh, my. And of course, whatever he was talking about was funny as fuck. But, yeah, I like Rogan. Yeah. Um, the, the show that I was telling you about on Apple TV that I'm watching, mm-hmm. he had a guest um, last week. That is a former astronaut that's now works for SpaceX. Okay. And the guy did like shuttle missions. Um, and then he was on the International Space Station. So it, it's, he goes really in depth talking about like, you know, like SpaceX stuff mm-hmm. and like, you know, things are going on. And it was really super interesting, very technical, kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have never, like, I don't normally listen to Rogan. Um, I fished with Jameson and Jameson mentioned it when we were fishing. And he was like, you've got to listen to it. It's like fucking just compelling mm-hmm. the shit that this guy talks about. So I watched it. He actually is a technical consultant on the TV show that I was telling you guys okay. about. Okay. So, and yeah, that's yeah. how I found out about the TV show. Yeah. So then I went and watched yeah. the TV show and I was like, damn, it is pretty badass." Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the astronaut guy is talking about how he did 96 days, I think, in space. Or maybe it was 196. What was it? What? No, it was even mm-hmm. more than that. It was like, apparently, there's some kind of like patch that you get as an astronaut. Like a like a Boy Scout. Hat, yeah. Like a, like a merit, patch. Merit badge. Like if you, yeah. if you're like, if you, maybe, let's call it 300. If you, if you, if you stay in space for 300 days in one stretch. And it's like, Ugh. it's like a badge of honor. Yeah. They brought him back like three days prior to making the fucking patch. I would have, and he was yeah. just like, yeah. can't we just fucking stay a couple more fucking days? Yeah. And they're like, nope, time to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have. I would have snatched I mean, a e-break. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> I'd have thrown that motherfucker into a skid. If we'd be in the fucking ditch. If you're on the space, who's going to make you get in? Right. Just <laughs> yeah. be like, cool, shuttle's coming back. Save me a seat on the next one. <laughs> Rogan asked him um, the first time he ever saw the fucking Earth from space. Like, what was it like? You know? Then he cried. He said, well... It happened on a space shuttle mission, and whatever position he was in, he was on the lower deck. He goes, so there's actually not windows. Um, There's one window, and it wasn't until we were in orbit, and like as soon as we get up there, we're busy. We're like doing all this shit. You know, I've got my job Mm -hmm. to do. And he said, there's this one little window, and he's like, it's like literally like a a, a Mm porthole-style window looking out over the cargo bay, and... I was doing all my stuff that I had to do and I like noticed like this bluish hue of a glow at the window and I was like pushed myself over there and went over and put my face up to the window and there it was and Rogan's like yeah what I mean like what was that initial feeling he goes eh (laughs) (laughs) Rogan's like are you fucking shitting me he's like it's all right I guess he's like well you know Everybody's seen pictures of that shit now. You know, right. it's like, it's you're like, like worn out. yeah, you're yeah. you're kind of like, you know, already fucking <clears throat> used to it or whatever. But then he, further into the to the show, he's talking about when he does an EVA, an extravehicular activity, the spacewalk. He goes, now that was fucking crazy because like, you're like, you look down and like now it's like, it's like almost like that feeling of like being scared of heights Mm -hmm. you're like there's nothing between me and that you know and the earth you fucking hang on (laughs) so i mean it's kind of weird you know when you think about it yeah i didn't think about that but if you look like the other way you're good right the opposite way are you though (laughs) He, 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 he he was talking about so the orbit that the space station is in is like x number of thousands of miles you know, out from us. And I think they go around the planet three times per day. Like that's how fast Mm -hmm. he said they're doing 17,000 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. How do you dock at that? That's incredible. But everybody's moving the same speed. speed. It's all relative. But so they were talking about the problem, the problem right now in space, especially at that. There's like, 
two or three levels of orbit where like everything fucking either like communication stuff and like the space station, everything's like within a certain band mm-hmm. of distance out, right? Space junk. There's old satellites, old I remember pieces of more shit, about all that. that a while ago, yeah. And then he said it's getting really crowded where they geosynchronous orbit. So when you fly out further, it's it's going at whatever speed, but whatever speed it's going, it's like matching the rotation yep. of the Earth. So mm-hmm. it's staying over the same point. So like communications, GPS, stuff right, like right. that. Well, he was talking about, you know, the nobody really thought about it um, early on about all the junk that was ending up up there. But now it's getting so crowded, like, you know, stuff comes pretty close. They're worried about collisions. And he and some other astronaut that was on the mission, they had had to go out and repair or replace a antenna on the space station. And when they came back in, there was a, like a piece of like aluminum, like a aluminum billet mm-hmm. material that was like super thick. It was like some kind of space wrench. Mm-hmm. Space wrench. <laughs> and he said that like when that. they got back in, there was a fucking hole punched through it where a piece of like space junk mm-hmm. like collided with it collided with it and just punched fucking hole straight That's through it nuts and they they both like the whoever the other guy was like hey man look at this and they both like nobody even had to say anything they were mm-hmm. both like damn mm-hmm. so, he said it, it would have just like so and then it, he goes into detail talking about what would happen to you if mm-hmm. like your spacesuit like depressurized mm-hmm. donezo <laughs> And I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, fuck. It, it, you know what it sounds like to me. Also, is we need a astronauts for clean orbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> like a dump truck style. Yeah, shuttle. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. a lot, shuttle. that's a lot of money in scrap. Instead of <laughs> oh, there you go. Instead of galas, you can just have giant moon bounces everywhere. <laughs> bounce, houses. Bounce, bounce houses. Bounce houses. Yeah, yeah. Bounce house. Hit Come me up, Elon. Three hundred so, bucks so per person. Speaking discount for astronauts. Speaking of you know, passion projects. Mm-hmm. Flip to rewind and go back as topic. Flip apparently is asked up about the removal of non-native invasive aquatic species, and that's like the new frontier that the captains are taking on. It seems to be mm-hmm. like they went down to Lake Okeechobee recently and like banded together with the bass fishermen. And my question is, is it the new passion, the new mission, or is it the new audience for fundraising? Mm. Cause all the, I would say all the above. Um, you, you think about the, what is it? The Python right. movement thing. That's a slow move. So, yeah, it could be eradicated. But these fish and other non-native species are here. They're here now. It's you you look at... No, this is, all, this is all aquatic plants. And it's about the fact that they're using... Oh, okay. See, I thought it meant... Spray, chemical fish. spray to... Uh, you know, and let's use the term roundup. It's like some kind of aquatic roundup. Right. Um, Having lived on a lake for the better part of 17 years, and when I first moved onto the lake, it had not had 
any type of uh, aquatic weed management uh, ever. Mm -hmm. And as a result of um, a gated neighborhood upstream from that lake, that lake had become completely choked out with a bunch of non-native species like you could barely like you could barely see you knew you were on a lake but mm-hmm. it was like just covered with stuff right and a combination of the state issuing permits to allow um the triploid grass carp mm-hmm. which can only eat so much so fast and then they started doing the monthly application of spray at the end of 17 years our lake completely open, beautiful, thriving, full of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what the issues are there. Right. Um, but, you know, somebody was saying something about the turtles and there's like a big turtle kill which, going on. no. Which I started, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to educate myself on this. So I did, you know, as much, you know, Google educating as I could. Mm-hmm. And it's like the norovirus yep. it's, it, or noro, nora. Yep. It's not right. Corona, right? But it's a, a virus that they've Medella. linked it back to. It was the Medella virus. <laughs> Boom. Um, but it's, it's it's just interesting that you know. So with the aquatic, I don't know much about freshwater. I know right. hydrilla uh-huh. and, and very. Why can't it be weeded? So they do. They do. Medical. They do some mechanical yeah. stuff, but okay. it's it's very cost prohibitive, very labor intensive, to the point where I don't think you can harvest or remove it mechanically fast enough to stay ahead of it. Okay. Have you seen that machine they use in South Florida in the like? Yeah, that's what I was talking. That, that big y- yellow thing. Dredge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like a tank that yep. kind of half floats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just for drainage stuff. Right. And I think that it move well, kind of moves fast enough where I don't think you can spray it. Right. I think it'll just, you know what I mean? It won't get on what you needed to get on. So they drive that thing. And I've seen it all over oh, yeah. South Florida. And I'm pretty sure it's the same actual machine. And they just run it in some kind of, there's an actual operator on right. it. And um, they run it in some kind of route. You know, everywhere just to keep all that drainage stuff and, right. you know, going east and keep the land dry, stormwater stuff. I mean, I'm all for it at the end of the day, but. Yeah, I, ju- I mean, and I'm, I'm not opposed to any of, you know, what's being talked about. I just, unfortunately, question motivations. You know, why did we mm-hmm. switch gears? Because I think people caught on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going after the bass guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. So there isn't a problem with the freshwater spraying. Is it? Is it when it makes it back out to the estuaries where it's killing grass or something? No, this would be like are the St. John's River. No, I, oh. from, from, from the limited amount, because I don't, you know, yeah. I, I don't follow the right people to be like, you know, to know what in they're the know. in the know mm-hmm. other than maybe in the last six weeks max mm-hmm. probably more like the last three to four weeks all of a sudden flip joined the conversation by complaining about um the the spring stop spraying stop spraying and i think it was just like all of a sudden oh we got a a, a big name voice that that 
echoed this sentiment of stop spraying. Sure. But like from what I've read, it's not like you can, uh, there's a lot of permitting that goes behind it. There's a lot of research that's been done. It ha- you have to be able to specifically say, this is the species Target. I'm targeting this specifically. You know, it's like out here in the lagoon, mm-hmm. Brazilian pepper right. is uh, a problem. And all over two, Florida, two summers ago, there were airboats out here. And everybody that operates in Mosquito Lagoon knows that airboats aren't permitted in the refuge. It's mm-hmm. so like a few times I was out there and I could hear like a fucking airboat coming mm-hmm. from 20 miles away. And then eventually it, you know, goes past. I'm like, holy shit, somebody got some balls right here. <laughs> and, and no, it was a contractor. And they were going out and specifically hunting down on all the islands because mm-hmm. the birds spread the seeds. Yes. Right. And they're looking for it and they were spraying very selectively. And then like, a month later, there's all these brown fucking dead, and it's like, oh, that's all Brazilian pepper. I was like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. is great, mm-hmm. you know? But apparently, like, on the flip side of that, whether it's the bass guy, and I guess they're saying that they might be spraying for item A, but, like, it's killing some kind of reed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so maybe there's an issue there where they need to tighten their, ass, you know, their shit up a mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. but... There is a real problem with invasive aquatic species like the water hyacinth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it creates these huge mats of of hyacinth and now there's no sunlight penetrating going into the oh, okay. into, you know right. just, just like I get it. Yeah, yeah, just like we've got the problem here the the brown algae right. is Prohibits. preventing yep. sunlight from getting to the seagrass. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was some kind of spray that could be put into the water here to kill just brown algae, I'll bet you a fucking dollar to a donut. There'd be a lot of people lining up saying, I'll help fucking fund mm-hmm. getting this place, you know, back to the way it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you know. I mean, there's definitely it's cause weird. It's weird picking of battles. Sure. You know, I, I don't know. There's cause and effect and there's, you know, even the original, you know, bull sugar lake okeechobee discharge uh-huh. that whole entire thing there was changes made a billion years ago guess what you can't change them back you not can't quickly re- not quickly no like not Fort Lauderdale. well no i exactly you know what i mean exactly like, it's, and it's there now but i sent you guys that article that i found uh one of the politicians um that I actually started following because I'd seen that they had quoted the captains a couple of times. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let me let me see what this guy's about. He shared an article, and it was the, it had two videos showing the Kissimmee River. It was a flyover of the Kissimmee River uh, from two different date ranges. Mm-hmm. And it the, the Kissimmee River south of Lake Toho mm-hmm. had been converted basically into a canal. Mm-hmm. years ago to manage moving water mm-hmm. south right and then everybody realized holy shit because we took all the bins and the oxbows and everything out of the Kissimmee river mm-hmm. and basically made the water speed its way down to okeechobee we're just taking all of orlando's you know nitrogen and phosphorus and all the other bad stuff and just mainlining it straight down to lake o mm-hmm. so they spent millions of millions and millions of dollars to abandon that canal and return it to 
like a meand- floodplain. The meander, yeah, yeah, with a floodplain. Yeah. And guess what? It's naturally cleaning the water again like it did prior to that. Right. And when Jameson and I were out on the lagoon earlier this week, I took pictures, and I think I shared them mm-hmm. with you guys. When we were going south, something caught my eye, and I looked, and I was like, holy shit, there's a fucking excavator over on the dike. Right where a col, mm-hmm. I know there's a culvert there. I was like, c- c- "Are they fucking taking culverts out? This <laughs> mm-hmm. is gonna be fucking great." No, they're just like going through and basically scraping instead of mowing. They're just scraping oh, yeah. everything off the yeah. top of the dike, yeah. just to take it to maintain. It's a maintenance thing, yeah. but it's the same thing. All those dikes are doing what straightening the Kissimmee River right. did, and I, I was like. This is the exact same logic we're saying is by straightening the Kissimmee River, you prevented all those floodplains from doing their job. By creating the dike, you did the same thing. You're you're taking the marsh out of the equation. Right. And now we have this high nutrient <laughs> load here in the lagoon. I dare say, I don't know what they're paying to have this guy do miles and miles <laughs> of fucking hardcore um yeah. Mowing, right? Extreme but, mowing, extreme mowing. <laughs> but I guarantee you, he could he could spend the same amount of time and just go and start at the very far end, rip the culvert out, back the track hoe up, rip the culvert out, back the track hoe, yeah. and it would be like at least getting back somewhat close to normal. <clears throat> oh God! So then you're talking about my ditch tarpon, Larry. I oh, know. God. In the in the in the in the duck hunting, uh, mm-hmm. but the. Some of my questions is now you've, with any kind of change at all, are you, you're, you're not band-aiding, but you have to make another change to either, you can't bring it back to original anymore. No, I don't think so. You know what I mean? I think it would flood stuff that we we can't flood. It'll flood like towns, you know, like. Are you talking down south? Yeah, down south. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean. The lagoon, I think there's probably a reasonable chance you could probably do that and it would still work. Yeah, all the stuff that was done over on the east side, all those mm-hmm. impoundments are, yeah. were strictly for mosquito control. Right. Um, and Which didn't work. Well, it worked. It just wasn't very efficient. And, and there's, the, okay. yep. there's newer alternative methods of mosquito control that are way more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, what they're doing with the impoundments now, they don't manage them for mosquito control one iota. Right. Um, they've kind of morphed into, oh, well, we manage this one for shorebirds and try to maintain a certain water level because the shorebirds like this marsh. And, and in turn, Audubon Society people really like it because they can take pictures <laughs> and have a big year. Right. Um, and then this one over here, Ducks Unlimited, is really fond of because that's where they get to hunt. Um, but none of it is for its original intended purpose, which is mosquito control. Sure. And the, the, the one group that probably would say the loudest, Hey, just get rid of them all together and let's go back to the way it used to be would be the dusky seaside sparrow. But unfortunately they don't have a voice anymore yeah, they're because dead. they're fucking extinct. Rip. Yeah. That's yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Rip. Um, but to go to go back, I think that would be reasonably safe. But the in in the lagoon, mm-hmm. but otherwise with like bigger problems, this is like, what's the cause and effect of your next change? 
What's your cause and effect of? Yes. Well, that that's why my arguments typically more. are. If there's a cause and effect relationship that man created, if you can reverse out of that, like the Kissimmee River, mm-hmm. we straightened it. Whoopsie. Let's go back to the old um, river version, the yeah. river, ver- and, and you know, restore the river channel. Well, and luckily, that's what they did. Just like out here. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. Hey, let's pump water over the beach. <laughs> let's cut a new inlet. All that. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That's that's. You have a new set of problems. That's a new set. Yeah. Of, how about Challenges. we identify what are the problems we've created? Uh huh. Yep, I understand. Could we undo those problems and then take a a pause and see if it improves at all? Yeah. And I agree with you. You'll yeah. never get back to like original, original, original state. Well, and the, the reason you'll never get to original, original, we built on it is is we've changed a lot of it. the oh, yeah. The NASA complex, in and of itself, is is going to always need to be drained and maintained mm-hmm. and stuff. But some of this peripheral stuff could absolutely go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to one of the biologists at. Merritt Island Refuge, and he's. I, I said that exactly the same to him. I said, "We know that. I mean, we fucking killed an entire species. We extincted mm-hmm. a species. We're not using it for those purposes anymore. And you just told me that you're managing it for species that don't need to be managed. You're you're managing it so that people can take photos of them. Why would we just not?" Fill those ditches back in, right. knock the dikes down, because the dikes were created <clears throat> by digging the ditches. So we just pushed the dikes back into the ditches. Now we're back to flat. Now we're back. Yeah. He was like, what you're saying makes perfect sense, as long as you're not in the government. In the government, we now would have to do a study mm. to see what would happen if we did this. But it was already there. Doesn't matter. But because, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But but here's and this makes a little bit of sense, not much, but it makes a little bit of sense. So, when they created the impoundment, they used a track hoe to reach over and they dug as deep as they could, seven eight feet deep, and they took that spoil and piled it in front of the track hoe, drove out onto it, reached over, mm-hmm. and that's how they they did it. So that's why there's the deep ditch on the inside of the impoundments. Well. Now that you've got this deep area, as any seagrasses or whatever biological material has died over the last 70 years, wave action, wind action brings that dead seagrass over and it sinks. And now you've got a layer of muck that's anaerobic on the bottom of this false deep area, this ditch, and it's muck. So if you just push the spoil dike back in there you're going to displace that nasty muck and they're worried about well, what's that going to do what's well, going to be a short term it's going to be nasty is what's going to happen mm-hmm. it's going to smell it's going to smell a, maybe yeah. a little methane uh-huh. Death. a little methane <laughs> so i don't know it's just it's it's frustrating as shit that you know you fuck it up and then you study it to death to unfuck it Instead of just taking action. Just yeah. Yeah. And then and a lot of cases just backing out. Uh huh. Like you were saying. I mean, what's the answer to 
so we've got these invasive vegetation species. We spray for them. We'll stop spraying. Then what? Right. Then they're just ever you know. It just we, takes over. Yeah. There's a there's a reason why that's done. Well, there, there's a reason why they're doing it is mm-hmm. because it, it's adversely affecting the natural the environment. Native. Yeah. I think he was just upset that the 300 plus soft shell turtles that could have been in turned his, into turtle soup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never had it personally, but I know there's a season for it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Soft shell turtle. Yep. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I found that out after reading your article. <laughs> You're like, let me look into a this little, little deeper. More. Listen, we got a global pandemic going on. We don't need any kind of turtle virus. That's yeah, just our turtle coming flu? out of Central Florida. I'm down. <laughs> Great. The uh... first the 500, now this. <laughs> I mean, I thought you'd be on board, Carl. Turtles, turtles dying. You know? Well. So, talking about things that we can do to improve the environment, um, simple solutions to complex problems. Um, one of the one of the problems um, that you see in the lagoon, and I would say probably in any body of water, mm-hmm. anywhere in in the fucking world, really, definitely in the United States, and for sure here in Florida, is trash especially from like roadways mm-hmm. that gets into the storm sewer system that ultimately ends up into a drainage canal that ultimately flows into in our case our estuary or in some yep. place like into a lake or a river and you've got single-use plastics you've got styrofoam cups you've got candy wrappers all that stuff it floats and it ends up in the water. We have a really cool thing in New Smyrna, and I've seen it before and didn't know what it. I mean, I, I kind of thought I knew what it was. So you know why I know the what water it is? goat? They lost it one time. Did they? Yeah. So they installed. It. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was kind of like around when I moved here. Like, keep your eye out for the we're, water goat. Yeah, we're missing the water goat, and I was like, oh shit, man, this town's got a lot going on. Water goat <laughs> had to read uh-huh. on a little, water? yeah. What wasn't as cool <laughs> as an it's, it's like a giant mythical beast, yeah. I was like, What, dude? Yeah, it kind of goes here? back to, but what a, what a simple came, solution it came yeah. undone and they, and then like floated away and they reinstalled it, yeah. It's been there <laughs> ever since, um, yeah. Simple solution, but I mean, badass, just like a skimmer, yeah. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a line with a bunch of buoys, and then I guess it has like. Almost like that construction, like temporary construction fencing, yeah. only it's not an obnoxious orange. It's yeah. like black, and it just entangles and, and stops anything floating by. Right. And the city guys go by every couple of days with a rake, and fucking yeah. it goes where so it's, it's supposed to. it's collecting the bigger, not the micro. Yeah, not the okay. micro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's floating. Right. So I've seen lately more and more, like where I've been paying attention – you get wind, like quite a bit of wind, pushing the water and, and you know, seagrass and whatever. Uh-huh. That shit will grind up some plastic. So all these, like, microplastics, infi- I completely believe it. 
Oh yeah. I mean, like I can see it. Uh huh. You know, you you see the tiniest, and you can almost tell what some of the stuff was at some point. You know, you can right. see what's oh yeah was a clear plastic bottle or whatever. Well, beach toy or something. <laughs> and they are like, I mean, it is not even a quarter of the size of a dime or something. They're getting small. You can I see geek out. Them up. I geek out on picking up. We call it lucky glass, mm-hmm. sea glass, right. broken yeah. bottles yeah, yeah. that gets tumbled in the ocean and it gets frosty and, and dull yeah. and, you know, cool. it's yeah. cool. And when you're hunting for sea glass, a lot of times you'll, you'll be like, oh, oh, and you pick it up and you're like, fuck, it's plastic, plastic. Yeah. fucking plastic. <laughs> you just chuck that shit back in the water. Oh, yeah, looking. just throw it. <laughs> so the thing about sea glass is you still find it now, but it's cool colors mm-hmm. like you know indigo blues and stuff yeah there's not a lot of those indigo blue bottles no so you can imagine how long that shit's been floating around, around washing yeah. around there wasn't that many people back then we weren't putting that much shit in the ocean right so the amount of plastic has got to be stupid the the crazy thing when there's stretches of beach that i'll walk that are pretty remote mm-hmm um and you find you can find a lot of glass bottles that you know are empties that people put the cap back on yeah that end up floating and finding their way on the beach here and you pick it up and you read what it is and it's from like Cuba the Caribbean mm-hmm. and it's like this thing bobbed along hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds oh, yeah. of miles yeah. before it finally the wind was blowing the right way and the you know High tide brought it up, mm-hmm. and it got left here. It's crazy. And we were when we were talking about the uh, the goat thing the other day. And what is the big uh, the the article we were reading? Oh, uh, it's something in Melbourne, yeah. down in Ben's neck of the woods. No, the baffles. It baffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The baffle box. The baffle box. Yeah. We were reading all about that kind of stuff, and I, I've always thought like an active system could work, or a number of active systems. So. Usually with when you have a dock, you have an underwater land lease. Like you don't have you don't own the no. piece of the bottom. Yeah. Right. Wait, you don't? No. No. That's usually so they, they can't what? throw yeah, they, they can't throw rocks at you and tell you to I go believe by. there's <laughs> spray water less than a hundred properties in the state of Florida that actually own the land under. Right. Um if you if you were to attach like some kind of, you know, to those leases. Hey, yeah, you can, you know, build your dock or maintain like a mesh your, netting. Yeah, that you have to have some kind of, like, active, you know, skimmer or something. Oh, to collect anything that you happens I mean? to be floating by. Yeah. And like, have and maintain some kind of system. You know, what would um, come to mind is no different than if you're a property owner and you designate and file the correct paperwork on a, like a large piece of land and put a conservation easement over it, mm-hmm. there's like tax benefits to that. Right. So what if there was like a very, I mean, it couldn't be huge, but a small tax benefit to right. installing and maintaining one of those active devices. Right. Um, you know, not, not a scientist, not a uh, patent pending, right, Carl Granger? Um, you know, I don't know if you'd be taking things that you need out, but 
I mean, they used to they would use help a little bit. sand filters on pools. Uh huh. Yeah. It just runs through. Yeah. I mean, nothing special. Not like I mean, they they did diatomaceous earth, all that kind of stuff, but just regular sand. Right. That can't be terrible. Uh huh. And it it'll probably pull a lot of nutrients. Something something that I've seen talked about, and I can't remember whether I read an article or saw like a video on it, was the idea that if more dock owners would actually create oyster reefs under their docks. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like go and get like the bagged up oyster shells Mm -hmm. and literally like line it Mm -hmm. underneath like the, you know, like along the right side, maybe not on the left or whatever. It would create a bunch of oyster reefs all the way down the ICW, and it's you know oh, in places and the natural filtration. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and then all of a sudden, you know, now you'd start getting real oysters growing on it, mm-hmm. and you'd have just like this exponential amount of oysters happening. Mm-hmm. And so every time the tide came in and went out, you're getting this flush of new water, and it would start cleaning. Wacky huh. idea. <clears throat> Wacky idea with that is it would probably save quite a bit of the structure with like the storms you had a couple years ago i agree you know what i mean it would make it tougher a lot of live uh-huh all sealed together like that 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 sucker ain't going anywhere right good thoughts saving thoughts saving the world here saving the world one friday night at a time boom so um there's gotta be um you know what? I think we'll wait and uh, do a little break and uh, potentially pick up where we left off. Or uh, maybe we'll switch gears all together. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back, and uh, during the break, we're just gonna—I I think we're just gonna keep rolling with uh, what we were talking about outside. Um, fly reels. Um, there are some really fucking rad reels that are popping up. Carl, you just showed us the the via that yeah. that oh, able wow. via. I and I, I think I commented on. Did I come potentially? I think I did because it looks it, like a. It's the peacock. peacock bass, it's yeah. the peacock bass, um, and it is just fucking beautiful, yeah. man. And I think those, I don't know about the seven eight, but I know the smaller ones are are clicker. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was I thinking? Hold on a second. 
I just lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, I know what it was. So, uh, Waterworks, Lampson. Um, I actually have a spare spool for, and it's like three or four generations ago of the reel. And it's got backing on it, everything. And it was the, it was a smaller, like for a five weight. Um, and I need to find what model that was. Cause I'm sure somebody's got one laying around yeah. and I really loved that reel huh. and it along with a rod. The only thing I've ever lost fly fishing wise, I had fished in the pond out back here and during the middle of the day came back, set it on the fucking gunnel of the skiff, came inside, either took a nap or whatever Got up, was going to go back out in the evening to to fish, and my fucking rod, reel, everything was gone. And there were kids that were here visiting their grandparents or whatever that I'd seen walking in the backyard fishing, and I'm pretty sure that's probably who boosted my stuff. But it's like ever since then. Oh, it's the Lamson Radius. Oh, I've never even heard of it. Um, And badass little bulletproof little reel. Um, I've, I've, I'd used it, um, out in Rocky mountain national park up in some Alpine lakes. Like love that reel. I mean, I, you know, so anyway, I need to figure out and put the call out. If anybody's got one laying around, they want to part ways with, I'd love to get one, but, um, on that kick, I got a funny so, so the reason I, the reason I was thinking Lamson and it made me yeah. remember that I, I've got that spare spool and I'd really like to find the reel to go with it. Um, Lamson is running a deal right now that if you buy the rods, which we're big fans of those lamps and rods, you can get what a hundred bucks off a reel, a reel yep. to go with it. And it's the, it's the best going deal right now mm-hmm. in my mind for a, for a combo as far as that rod. Um, What's up, Mark? The... Yeah, I'm not weird? Carl or Ben. Well, shit. Larry's there. So we're not hearing you guys at all, huh? No. Well, it's probably better that way, really. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's there, but it's just not... You're just not picking up. Carl, keep talking. I'm here. Carl's here. I'm here. I don't... Yeah, I'm not thinking. Not at all. Let's see. How about now? Now? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. Carl. Okay. There's me. Hey. Hello. Hey. We're back. So, yeah. so I can tell you what happened is I've had a couple too many beers, and I turned on channel two, and I turned on channel five. What up? Yeah. <clears throat> and <laughs> channel six was on, and you guys are on three and four, and those were off. So my apologies. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Stuff that was the best part of the show. Ben, can you get me a beer? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What kind of <laughs> So anyway, if you guys had some great commentary along right. the way. And that is the secret of life. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you get that? Everybody get that? I sent my lamps and rod off for repair. Yeah. The one that I blew up in right. Colorado on a log. 
That's the six. Yeah. Yeah, it's the six. Um, totally my fault, not manufacturing. A little warm in the pants. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Got a little excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Fish with a chubby. So um, did did anybody else? I'm going to what, – what's the old uh, saying? Um, names and, and places may have been changed to protect the innocent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on uh, mm-hmm. some of the old TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did anybody happen to see – I want to say it was on – Until proven in the court of law. <laughs> the Facebook. On the Facebook, mm-hmm. there was a post – and then there was a piling on on that post by a bunch of youngins yep, talking about yep. the price of a particular oh, new reel right. that came I out. did. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to be grandpa, <laughs> but I chose to stay out of it. And stay off of it and stay away from it. Though, out of morbid curiosity, I kept going back to it to see oh, yeah. to see what to see who to, to next. see yeah. see who had their sage twenty years of of life experience, <laughs> advice, mm-hmm. and opinion on the matter. Um, if anyone involved in and you know what we're talking about mm-hmm. in the conversation about the thirteen hundred dollar reel. Um, that reel is not made and marketed for you mm-hmm. and where you're at in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Right. That reel is made for somebody that's probably a little bit older, has seen a little bit more success and stability in their life, and has get a little bit I, of hand lettuce. You I, know what I mean? I think that the the, the word is discretionary yeah. when yes. you refer mm-hmm. to their income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like something that they don't need at all right honestly none of us and i think that that real is like what do they call that like a like a halo car or whatever when a car company makes something that's like a little over the top not a lot of people are really going to want it but they make it to show that they can make it right yeah that's it's probably one of those things it's big it's bad it's awesome it's it's got it all right but it also adds a lot of value to like the rest of their whole line the skill set so for Three or four hundred bucks. Well, the you the, get the cheaper the size version. the size of that reel says <clears throat> to me that unless you've got twenty grand mm-hmm. and a job or a lifestyle that permits you to take three weeks off from work to travel halfway around the world right. to go to go to an atoll in the middle of the Pacific or right. I'm sorry the Indian Ocean, you're not in the market for that reel. Right. So yeah. if if you can afford the trip where that reel would serve a purpose, that's thirteen hundred bucks is reasonable. like wiping your ass money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I, I saw it and I was I, I kind of chuckled and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to get so good. And it no did. different than the the Seigler that right. that we Mark and I just bought. A, a bit spendy. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't need the brakes. For no. redfish, right? No, nope. we don't need the brakes for um the sheep's head that's on the box. <laughs> right, not here. The brakes would apply right. and, and be for meaningful for the bonefish. Bone sure. And on the trigger, 
You don't need the brakes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I bought the real because it's innovative. It's sexy as it's fuck. Sexy. And I wanted it. Yeah. It wasn't because I needed it. I fucking wanted it. But then, you know, it goes back to I didn't need the BF, the big fly. Right. Because I'm not chasing tuna. I'm not chasing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else is and on How much would the big fly down. set a man back? I 15. think it's, yeah. <gasps> no. Yeah. Where's, you know, the, where's the appropriate emoji? Is it the hand to the face or just the eye roll for that? I think it's that? the head explosion. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah, head, yeah. Exp- the brain yeah. coming out. Could or you imagine, eyes, could you imagine on... the fuel bill that day chasing a tuna with right, that real? Right, is more it's, than the real. Right. Uh, yeah. So exponentially. Yeah. So, so who cares? Yeah. So they came out that real. I was like, damn, that's sexy. Uh huh. I want it. And and you know what? I had seen the reels, and I was like, they were on my radar. But you know what? You know what sold me? The box challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. And I think you were the one that shared that on the on a on a podcast. And yeah. I was like, "That's really fucking wicked cool." And whoever on their team or whatever group in their team came up with that concept, marketing genius, marketing genius. <laughs> you hooked me. You said it, yep. and I am still pulling. Yep. I mean, you know. And it, you know, it's interesting because, like, kind of circling back to the, you know, it's probably meant for someone at a different stage in life, right? My parents always instilled because, like, you know, when you when you first enter the workforce, like, I'm gonna get these things, I'm gonna buy this one, buy that, and they're like, "Look, you're seeing like some of the stuff you're talking about that you're seeing Dad and I buy are things we've worked 20 years for to Correct. get here, and we're just now getting it and rewarding ourselves with that. Right. It yep. isn't meant day one for you to go jump out and drive this nice car, own this nice house, pump the brakes a little bit, slow down, and logically yep. think out. But there's financially the next X number of years. All those, that crowd, all those younger dudes out there or ladies out there fishing, there are so many really, really good offerings that aren't excellent. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And maybe it kind of perverts people a little bit like, man, I can go and get this, 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 you know, ABC. E, F, and G for this time, much, so why is something more? Beyond that, You're there's almost a, like spoiled. There's a, but there's also <clears throat> a lot of wisdom in the idea that if you see something that's not easily attainable to you brand new, mm-hmm. well, let's not talk about the $1,300 reel. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, to be honest with you, a four or $500 reel is still pretty pretty significant that's you know half of your monthly rent yeah for for a 20 something yeah um why would you go pay that when instead you could sit back watch on ebay Mm -hmm. or the marketplace on facebook Mm -hmm. and find somebody that has already made that mistake right that now has rent that's due that doesn't have rent money that says I got to convert one of my toys into cash, so this five hundred dollar reel, I'm gonna have to let it go for two fifty. Mm-hmm. Or and, and you just have that cash sitting there and be ready to move on it. Right. And now you've got that reel that you like that, that you think, and, and a lot of it has to do with a lot of people are, are are looking at these things as a as a measure of status, and that's the wrong reason to be getting it, but that's yeah. just the reality of it. Just get a gold tooth. Yeah. 
<laughs> or gold cheaper. gold bottom grill. Right. You it's know? way cheaper. You, you can get you can get those at the fucking flea market if, right. you, if you know which which right. booth to go to. Skip the reel. That's right. <laughs> as real as a fan of sexy reels, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. I am very guilty of. It's a guilty pleasure. Mm. It is. Here, me in the salt water, we need to be able to put the brakes on a fish that's cooking. Right. At the end of the day, it holds line. Mm-hmm. You're not it's it's you're not casting with it. You're not. It holds your line. But here, and, here, but here, here, right? Really, there's nothing here that would require you to <laughs> to really right. be able to put the brakes on, mm-hmm. right? I mean, honestly, when's the last time? You've seen the backing with a red fish. Never. And, uh, and I have. But you know why? Because I didn't have the drag set appropriately. I had oh, okay. it really, really okay. light. TV yeah. drag. Yeah, TV yeah. drag. Yeah. There you go. And and it's one of those, oh, shit, mm-hmm. you know. I need to tighten this shit back up. Mm-hmm. What, what, was that, what happened here? So, I mean, you know. Because it is. It's a line holder. Right. At the end of the day, you could get something that's cast. Uh huh. Versus the cheaper than milled, machined and Mm -hmm. milled, Uh which requires a lot more work. Right. And don't get me wrong. There's uh, having nice stuff is fun. Is fun. Is is great. But just recognize, like, don't shit on a manufacturer about a price. When really that price isn't really geared towards you, mm-hmm. and you know it's. I mean, I'll be the first. It's person. hardly even geared towards my style of fishing, <laughs> right? Is. Right. I'm yeah. I don't have I don't have any rods big enough for it. <laughs> no. Why would I? It, it, right. So why am I worried about? It? Well, I don't okay, even care. So, so speaking of rods, mm-hmm. like, so I've got the new, you know, reel, mm-hmm. and I don't think you were the the last podcast I was talking about it. Um, you know, I really, I really feel like that reel deserves a sexy new rod too. Absolutely, right. And and where I fucked up when we were in Atlanta was not sashaying out to the to the casting pond and trying a I Mauser try. because I, I would honestly think it would be fun to have because the look of the Mauser rod would go well with that reel. So then I'm like, okay. I kind of screwed the pooch there because there's nowhere to go to cast one here. Because I'm a big believer in the rod's got to work for me. So I'm not just going to buy it because of the way it looks or what name is on it. But I did happen to see that new Maverick from Sage. I like the color of it, Mm -hmm. but I haven't cast one yet. So there is a shop block and a half from my house. And I'm thinking about going down there and saying, hey, can we go cast this? I would like to try it out. And it's like five bills. Yeah. In in, in the middle of the road. But I'm very adverse at paying 500 bucks for a fly rod. I just am. Um, Yes. uh, To pay a thousand bucks for a fly rod, I would have a stroke. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't (laughs) think they're worth it, it's because I've been fortunate enough in the past 
to have had relationships where I've never really paid full price Mm -hmm. for a rod. But right now, I'm kind of in between knowing anybody Mm -hmm. that can get me the hookup for that particular blue rod. So I looked at it the other day. I touched it and picked it up and... And I was like, man, five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I just paid seven fifty for a fucking reel. Right. Was, no, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Jeez, I don't. I just don't know. But at the same time, I'm like, this reel deserves something nice, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, kind of have like the new. The, the yeah, setup. yeah. I, I mean, it's that. like it's like I feel like if I don't, I'm gonna have like a fucking. Pinto with some bitching wheels on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, and I've seen some classy Pintos. Mm-hmm. In my right. Life. I mean, it's. Like so, said, this is it's Central Florida. It could work. How it feels exactly. for right. you. Mm-hmm. It, you could have that $750 reel, and it's a $200 rod. Right. It feels good to you. It, yeah. And like a, you know, Ben, you've got you've got the the sage that you picked up. That yeah, you, you, yeah. You know, the the dusty to now it's crusty because it's getting used. <laughs> yep. Um, and and there's a lot of wisdom in doing that. I just feel like, you know, I got a little bit of cash in the sock drawer. You know that I could I could blow on something, mm-hmm. but still it just unnerves me paying full price. Well, and like. I get. Like, I mean, I should be willing to pay full price, but I'm just. But again, I think there's so many. Like I was saying, there's so many good offerings. Uh-huh. If you went through every rod in at the fly shop, uh huh. I don't. But you know, is what? it? Are you really double blind going to pick up the twelve hundred dollar one or the five hundred dollar one? And I'm you know what I mean. Like, you you never know. You yeah, never know. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and and <clears throat> full disclosure. I'm only looking at that Maverick because I'm looking at it going, that would look good right. with my, but I also recognize I need to cast it to yeah. make sure I'm not buying the worst rod ever for me. Right. right. So, uh, but it, on, on a certain level, like I think it would look great on my Lamson, the, the gray on the gray. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, yeah. And, and I've got that rod and it's sitting here. A little bit of blue in there. But, but at the same time, what I like about the Mauser is like that that non finished look, which the only other place to get that would be like a Scott. Scott has has that kind of look to it, but and, I don't even know who sells Scott around here. I don't think my local fly shop does, and I'm certainly not driving not, to Orlando to get one. Not your local, right? Mine and Ben's local does, right? But also the other unfinished, which it, it doesn't look great on there, is the Winston. Okay. Salt. Air salt. Okay. So it's that green, Winston green. Oh, see, yeah, unfinished. yeah, green wouldn't, wouldn't do it for me. I'm clashing. But, and again, <laughs> it, all of these are aesthetic. All of it these is. are aesthetic. 100%. And I've got to find the right aesthetically pleasing rod that casts well for me. Yep. So. Well, and it's, it's funny because you looked at that rod because it was like okay this will look pretty and look good on this reel and i saw that and was like god i love that name the, oh, maverick. the maverick i gotta go cast one because like it's, i was gonna say ford maverick bitch and car well, <laughs> you know what's crazy is mystic mystic fly rods mm-hmm. actually had a maverick fly rod mm-hmm. <clears throat> i don't think they're making it anymore 
And I, when I saw that Sage was doing it, I was like, there's another rod manufacturer yeah. that's already had that mm-hmm. name on a rod. You would think they would have like researched and been like, oh, we probably shouldn't use that name. Mm-hmm. It's already been used. Spelled a little bit different, yeah. but same thing. pronounced the same. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm just. My first thought was, man. That's going to look real good when I carry that rod into the theater to go watch Top Gun 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of theater, um, two out of the four of us here, I think you guys went to the uh, Fly Fishing Film Tour yeah, recently. Yeah, we went to 50-50 at the Table Film Tour. We did. Um, 50-50 at the Table, huh? Yeah, half of us went. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll drink. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> yep. Let me do the Good same. On, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Anglers for Conservation and Harry Goods host the film tour every year down in Melbourne. Uh, I totally forgot about it. I've been, you know, my my head's been buried. In was it on a Sunday? It was. It's all. They always do it on That's a, a Sunday. That's a weird day. To Early have. though, four o'clock. Date? Oh, okay. Um. It was funny. That was the day after they had like the. Um, they called it the fly fishing expo. The the mm-hmm. pinky out uh, fly tying event, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that was the Thursday. That was it was Thursday. like Thursday, skip Friday, Saturday. The, they had the pinky the, potluck. The pinky potluck. Um, <laughs> that was. I think that was a Thursday before. Who was that guest starring this time around? Barfly. Oh, okay, Jeff Harrell. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually a pretty cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Did um, you go to that? No. I worked. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, I I work a lot. Now, Carl and I have adjusted hours recently, and it's wonderful. But in the grand scheme the of days like... Days are getting a little longer, too. So it's not dark at right? 5.15. Prime ex- well, we got to circle back to the film tour at some point. But prime example... We actually kind of wound down a project about 2.30 the other day, and we're like, eh, by the time we dig into another one, we're just going to have to shut it down. Let's just leave. So we left at 2.30 the other day, and I called a buddy, and by 4 o'clock, we were on the water tarpon fishing out of a canoe. Perfect. So with the days getting longer and, and the schedule being more flex, it's pretty awesome. But, the uh, yeah, we went to the film tour. Um, I f- forgot about it, and Mark texted me and said, hey, I'm at Harry Goods. Do you want me to pick up a ticket? I was like, oh, shoot, yeah. Do that. So, yeah. sorry, Carl. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> I didn't get the, my phone. I didn't get the phone call. I was just checking yeah. my phone to see. Rude. If, yeah. No, no missed calls. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to say Mark has a favorite at this table, but apparently, uh, I think it's just because I'm the closest and like down there. But um, but we'll go with favorite. His favorite like stepcaster. So. We went to the film tour. They had some pretty good films, some pretty pretty neat, man, not concepts in film, because that sounds super nerdy, like I went to film school and I didn't. Um, but like chasing Marlin and not doing the dragon flop deal was pretty cool. Um, that particular film, probably my favorite. It, it was yeah. just, it was a little bit different than any film I've seen on the tours before okay it wasn't like the trout how many how many films did you see there were five on the first set and are you seeing five complete films yeah yes. okay yeah so yeah. five and then an intermission yep and then four, four? or five more i think yeah. four. what's the like length 
You said uh, one was really short, like a minute or something. 20, right? One was short. Some ish. was. I don't know. I was drinking. Like, one the, <laughs> 10, the second minutes, film. Oh no, like they're they're no they're some are long. long. Like I think ten or fifteen's average, and then there was that second trout one though. Uh, that wound up that was a pretty good, pretty good rip because it was it was five films and it was took an hour and fifteen minutes to get the break. Okay. So Carl, a um, little bit of arithmetic. If you want to come over to the house, <laughs> we can watch the film tour at the house on the YouTube. Not, not Maybe. on Vimeo. Vimeo. You go. Um, and and we're gonna hear what they think of the films that they've seen mm-hmm. so far, and then we'll do our review on the next podcast. Oh, nice, mm-hmm. fantastic. Um. What am I thinking? And we'll be able to make fun of it. We'll be like, can you believe fucking Ben liked that when we watched it? <laughs> yeah. Sucked. Fair. <laughs> um, Zero stars. Yeah, it just... Probably... So what was your favorite film out of the out of this year's... The Marlin. Yeah, the Marlin. same. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, they were watching watch for birds, uh-huh. watching for bait balls, finding the bait, and then... Casting, so the ultimate. It was like just like a run and gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no dragon, uh, like a hookless. Right. So where did this mm-hmm. where did this film take place? Mexico. So probably out of Cabo San Lucas, or was it over? Baja ish. So Baja Pacific side. Pacific side. Okay. Yeah. So Shannon and I in two thousand four um, spent five days, five six days in Cabo San Lucas. Uh, and we took a charter um, on the Pacific for sailfish, marlin, billfish trip. And the way that we fished it was we didn't drag baits. We actually had pitch baits. And we literally came out of Cabo San Lucas Harbor, turned south, and started running the coast. And you would find billfish like yeah, high like floaters yeah. mm-hmm. floating up yeah and like then you pitch the bait and whoosh, hook up and so it's not super uncommon that like that's how you find them down there right. but it's cool to hear that somebody said okay we can go out on a boat we don't have to drag bait and do the switch where you know we pull a teaser in and then replace it with a fly like they do right. like panama and stuff like that i felt it was very i'm gonna say authentic for lack of words, not a fancy sport fisher. Not it, it's totally average Joe. They're not using radar to find the birds. Some guys went down there and fucking made it and, happen. Yeah, you know, between the two boats, they're using VHF. Uh-huh. Found them, found them. You'd watch the run over to where they are, and just great. And the the whole time they're just. Constantly looking at ridges on mountains, trying to plan where they're going to run their mountain bikes down. Yeah, and then they go because that's what they that was the original. That was the whole reason. And then they'd spend four days digging out a trail to make the perfect run. Okay, end at the water, and then just hop back in the boat and go fish. Yep. But yeah, that was the one that that stood. That one stuck out. So, what was the salt to fresh balance this Um, year? I think more fresh. Because last year was a ton of fresh. It's still fresh. Is it? I, it is. I felt like they're... 
There was at least three. Terrible. Well, it was five days ago, Carl. Um, no, last year or the what was the one awards that we went to at? IFTD, oh, that was the Drake was Awards. ICAST. That was ICAST. Yeah, yeah. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it was yesterday. Last week. The, uh, there was at least three. <laughs> I love hanging out with you guys so much. It seems like yesterday, no matter what we <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, 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 I said the other day a lot, and it could yeah. be 10 years ago. Um, yeah, three. Th- I think three salt films and like six or seven freshies. Wow. Um,. Were there any were there any humorous films? Uh there's one that tried. Um, <laughs> it's a nice try. You know, you know when you get like the drunk uncle at a party who's like thinks he's hilarious and funny and like goes really hard and everyone's looking at him like, dude, are you done yet? Here's to you, Hank. <laughs> and I, I I'm not gonna say it's sad to admit. My favorite part of the film was the opening. Okay. Narrated by our girl. April. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The opening of cool. Hanks? No, no. Oh. The, for the film the, tour. The film tour. Oh, the film tour. Yep. Okay. So, like, the intro. Yes. So, it was just like, ah, hearing that voice and kind of settling back in my seat, soothing, and I'm like, all right. And then it opened with the Marlin. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like out of the gate. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And it was good. Didn't live up to the Vokey narration. But very, I think compared to the year before. So you feel like they led the night with the banger. And they could have closed it with the the Marlin movie and left you fucking walking tippy toes out of the theater better. Yeah, and you know, with that, I did go there for the films, uh-huh. but also for the community. Sure, yeah, because I saw people I haven't seen in a year or so, so it was good to catch up. Hey, this, that. Any that, fights? <laughs> One Almost. attempted fight. Almost, because uh, I mean, you know, it's not a good, it's fight. not a good right. fucking it's family not, reunion unless yeah, somebody not gets a good mad. Family reunion slash charity fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless there's one drunk, washed-out guide wanting to fight people in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. No, not the parking lot. The balcony. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anybody oh. threaten to throw anybody wow. off the balcony? Balcony. No, <laughs> none of that. Fuck. Yeah, so the, I'll wait the for theater, you The theater in Melbourne is bougie. They've got a balcony where you mm-hmm. can, like, private events go. And I don't know who's, like, private events. Like, hey, guys. Well, the thing is, you want to go drink beer on top of the movie theater? I mean, sounds cool until yeah. you realize it's a balcony, like designed for it. Like on top of the theater would be kick ass. Mm-hmm. But the uh, yeah, one of the we'll call it the segment guide etiquette: what not to do. Um, don't <laughs> shoulder to shoulder at an intermission. Go up to somebody and. Say, hey, man, how's it going? Get into a conversation and then say, don't ever disrespect me in front of my clients again. And be in complete shock because you haven't seen this person on the water in eight months. And they have your phone number. They could have called you at any time. Used to call you to get fishing reports, by the way. Um, And then... 
So this this was the this is bubbling back up of a grievance from eight months prior. From eight months prior, where I know for fact the person this guide was angry at when pulling onto the flat called said guide and said, Hey man, which way are you going? I don't want to cut you off. He said, I'm going right. He said, cool. I'll go left. So I don't know what the deal is there. This guide has also thrown a rotten banana at my buddy's new skiff and had it explode on the back of his sea deck that he had to clean off. Um, that's like war, man. It's oh, yeah. like it's like who goes war, fishing man. with a banana? Well, <laughs> idiot. War man do. <laughs> um, war men, war man. I don't know some some. So it, was this? Yeah, I feel this is super cliche, right? Like, uh, I'm a god. Clients, well, and cut me off on the pole. Well, and that's what the thing was. The guy said, well, "I've never disrespected you," and my friend said. Man, you've cut me off on the Trop Trail flat six times this year. He goes, no, I haven't. I haven't seen your boat out there. He says, I was in other people's boats. You didn't think it was you? You cut me off? He's like, well, I, I had clients on the boat. I took precedence. And he's like. Clients. Uh, he's clients like, look, man. Take precedence. Yeah. And he says, no, nah, I'm not cool with that, man. But just chat. And he says, you want to go outside and, and go, you know, settle See, this? Me. I wanted to get gangster with that shit. Right. Because I don't have a, a clientele base to right. keep happy. And I'm like, let's do this. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. This sounds As awesome. a matter of fact, no, I don't plan on going outside because I'm going to knock your ass out right here, right yeah, now. Yeah, right in the middle. Of, there's It's shoulder to shoulder. People are like observing this happen being like what's this dude's problem? did did anybody step in as the peacemaker and be like hey buddy you've had too many beers why don't you settle the fuck the, down i, I want to say the bigger person just walked away from the situation yeah. well, that's good so just just step back and separated guide etiquette um but man like holy cow yeah you're at a charity event to raise money to take kids fishing Let's just does start a it, fight. Does anybody <laughs> remember, um, what, what was the name? It was on ESPN, Guide House. No. Mm. No. Oh, it was. Um, so it was kind of like uh, the it, real world. It was like kind of like the real world. <laughs> and it was, um, it, it, took, it took place up in uh, like Montauk. Wow. And it was like uh, Amanda Switzer, uh, Paul, what was He's an older guy. This actually sounds really good. Like I'd yeah. watch it, and 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 like literally, they had like you know like you fucked with my boat, and like you know like there yeah. was drama. You know there was drama. It, it was back in the heyday or the beginning of the heyday of like uh, reality TV. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was called Guide House. Um, um you, you I took I, clients I'll, to my spot. Man, I wonder if yeah, that's like well, on YouTube the, sure somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, Maybe it's on Flip Palette's channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Real Housewives of Mims. Um, but <laughs> I have pause to say, real quick though. That reminds me. You said guides up north. There it was one other film that kind of had me jazzed, and it was about this guy who was gonna like. He had a lodge in Alaska, and he was looking at starting one in the Bahamas. So he oh, took yeah. a bunch of his Alaskan guides who had never been in the salt, and like, "Hey, let's all go here and go try this out." And just kind of after hooking a couple bonefish and out of curiosity, they said, "I wonder if these things lead a popper." 
and they started throwing poppers to bonefish and they were literally like coming out of the water fighting each other to eat the popper and I had I've ne- it's never dawned on me that bonefish would eat a topwater anything and that was pretty cool to watch that kind of got me excited it started making you think like okay everything I know about bonefish having never caught one is that they eat crustaceans on the bottom okay and and 90% plus of the time, yes. Um, I actually have a photo that is like printed, huge photo uh, that I need to get framed and, and such that I got from uh, a friend from the Drake Magazine um, forum. I'll have to look, and I'll show you on... Um, Instagram, he takes photos of trout, rising fish, like eating, yeah. like, you know, like he, he does all, I mean, just his photos are amazing. And I can't remember where he was. And he has a series of photos of bonefish eating glass minnows. Glass minnows. Mm-hmm. And they are like coming out of the water to eat them. And the picture that I have that I, I, I saw it and I was like, I want to buy the photo from you, you know, print it this size. And I ended up buying it from them. And it's, it's a bonefish that's like a, a, like almost like a belly crawling redfish where most of the fish is out of the water and there's all these minnows in front of it. And you can see that bonefish's eyes are focused and it's coming out of the water straight towards the lens and like fish are flying That's out of the so way. Cool. It's it's an amazing photo, it, and it's so it's the antithesis of the crustacean eating bonefish. Yeah. Um. So to hear, and I swear I've seen some popper action somewhere else with bonefish before. Well, and it's, but yeah, it'd be same because they're like redfish. <laughs> they've got the right, mouth the, that's the on mouth, the bottom, yeah. so they've got to really come up to get a, a popper. And it, and it was cool. So that's like, part of the the tour. Yeah, that yes. one's there. Carl, so, we're definitely mm-hmm. we're definitely going to mm-hmm. be watching so that, this. I would say that one. That film is probably like parallel to just behind the marlin. Okay, just because it was like for me that ignited some like. I didn't even think about that being a possibility. That kicks ass, and I want to see it. So, that was pretty cool. What else? Oh, our uh, our table favorite, Emma. Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, not about... only not only did she sweep the floor on Saturday with raffle prizes, she also won the fly tying competition for the film tour. She she did do a little bit of campaigning with puppy dog eyes and the, oh this is my she did she worked it hard mm-hmm. and Brad Smith worked it harder yeah she had a campaign, campaign manager. manager yeah and, and staff staffer you know it it, it it it'll probably catch a billfish I mean it's a big it's it's a big fish <laughs> it, it is and I was like sweet but. You know, they, they announced it third, second, first. Uh-huh. So I was down there taking pictures and stuff for them so they can get them up. And I'm on the floor, and he's like, oh, you know, third place goes to, oh, Mark Ziegler. I'm like, sweet, third place out of, what was it, 21, 25? It was 25. 25 flies. Right. Sweet. With just a pile of junk, not knowing. I'm like, Does, Is this the same night? 
Yeah. Yeah. Urge so Saturday you tie. Right. Oh, the and then the, okay, and then, I get it. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet. I feel pretty good. So who were who judged it? Uh, Everybody. Everyone at the film tour. You okay, get, so you, you, you tied it, you and then they were ticket. displayed. Yeah. Displayed. Every fly has a number next to it. Okay. And then you write the number on the ticket and put it in the jar. Okay. And so I was like, all right, sweet. Second place was, I don't know who. Some person. And then he's like, oh, what do you know? Emma. I'm like, son of a. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm proud of I'm you, like, but I'm, I'm mad. I'm proud, but I'm so mad. So I'm like, Emma won damn. what they always do. Renzetti donates yeah. a bunch of material for that event. Uh-huh. Everything that doesn't get used, which is a lot, just that's what the winner gets. So Emma got about two to three hundred dollars worth of fly time material. material, at mm-hmm. least, and it's 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 hers. It's like in a pack, like that's yeah. rad. I yeah, got her, mm-hmm. her, you know, own little set of drawers and uh-huh. stuff, and killer. Funny, the funniest thing they always Not do like a, a snag secret something. ingredient. Yes, and oh, what this was year it? Yeah, was like a stuffed orangutan. <laughs> and you to, so I'm pretty sure there's like a half shaved orangutan that's just hanging out at Emma's like bed. It's a toy <laughs> it's, now. It's scary. So it's actually sitting on my fly Sick. tying table mm-hmm. right now. So people its just eyes like cut. are cut out. Oh, like it's so, eyes, so the stuffing's like coming out. There's a couple hands missing. The whole you're like, I'm proud of her though. That's awesome. I told I'm you know I told her I said hey. We both love to do this. Let's do it together. Who knows? That's rad, dude. And so yeah, I'm I'm proud of her. I know So we have our own pay. little our own little fly tying celebrity. We do, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think if she goes to the Pinky Potluck, she's one of the people that charges a hundred dollars for you to get in and go watch them tie now. I think that's a requirement. Yeah, like Pinkie what was potluck. it? Saturday they were doing a raffle there at uh-huh. Harry Goods. And Rich knows her as well. She's just a people person. Right. She is. So he called her up to draw all the tickets for the raffle. Well, there's a little piece of art that I liked with some stained glass and all this. So I put a couple tickets in there. She pulled our name. Like, sweet. Next prize was like an umqua chest backpack-ish. Like a messenger. Ah. Hipster bag. What do you know? Ziggler again. I'm like, oh, shh. <laughs> like, yeah. Winners. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it in my family. <laughs> We're sick of winning. And then they got someone else to pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this doesn't look good. <laughs> but no, it was it was a good weekend. Like I say, it was more about the community than it. It really was the films. So, Carl, what he's trying to say is we're not part of his community. No. Because no. we didn't get the phone call. That's right. It guys, takes a village. you got to call AT&T on the and make outskirts. sure. Guys, yeah. guys you live date far. I'm up to Well, that's kind of a poor excuse because, I to be fair. mobile Well, that. <laughs> and so do I, though. I got the call. Um, I was surprised when I got to, I was working. I'm got to, to the shop, and Volksfiend was there. And he drove over from Tampa to come. Yeah. He's like, we don't have these kind of community events at all. He's like, there's just really not a fly time community to get together. So when I saw this, was the thing. I was like, I got to go. Yeah, but that's well, they do the the drunken feather at uh, Barfly and, fairly routinely, don't they? 
I think so, but he may not know about it. Okay. But he was like, I had to come see this. So he, we hung out with him, and then we got you know, a couple of the John Hill drove over from Orlando. He wanted to come check out that 10 weight and, and check that skiff out. Um, oh, yeah, he brought it. Yeah, yeah. Brian brought yeah, it. Yeah, Brian over. brought it over. Um, by the time I made it, I made it like the last 30 minutes. And was the, the Eldora down there? No, weird. I thought um, it was kind of choppy, so I think they kind of keep that in the shed. Okay. Um, but that ten weight eats chop like it's for breakfast, like a champion. Um, everyone, I it was sporty. To, it, was, it, was, it was it was nasty. It was hard. Yeah, last and weekend was everyone I talked to was like nasty. Man, that thing was like so nice out there. And, you know, there are people who are like, you know, I don't like it. The sides are too high. It gets blown around in the wind. And I said, Oh, cool. Did you pull it? And they're like, No, I didn't even. Ride. I've never even ridden in it. Mm-hmm. So, but they have an opinion. But they got an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you everybody's an expert on the internet. <laughs> so, but then we all went to Long Doggers afterward and just hung out and ate some food and like kind of caught up. Like I didn't, I didn't know was that. was Willie Lee down there at the event? No, Willie Lau or Hanson Lee were not there, and I think they were down south. Why do I think that? I didn't see him. Their their sunglasses. RCI was there. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't yeah, I just. To I, I, I was just curious because doesn't Willie fish mainly down Cocoa towards Melbourne yeah. these days? So, uh, yeah, he's in that stretch like a good bit. Okay. I think he. I think he likes that spotlight, but he doesn't want to. You know what it. I'm getting at, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he, you know. He does his thing. We all know who he represents right. and, and all that. And but he just doesn't make it out to many of the totally social like, events. Like, right. Okay. Green and grip. Right. Can all be CA, you know what I mean? Which one? Chris R- Adams? Richard. I love Richardson. Chris Adams. Great guy. Award-winning smile. Um, he's a TV celebrity, too. He's got, he's got that mud hole game on lock. That's a pretty badass studio. It is like watch where, it. where is their new I, shop? I, I, I don't have know. No idea. Mm-hmm. Like they moved? takes us some digits. I think so. I think Can they we, moved. Chris, they had a new plan. Transom of a sport fisher bill. Yeah, yeah. Like, really? Man, this is yeah. It's like in their showroom. A rod building company. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they they do yeah. multi million dollar yeah. business. Chris, there were there were there's a lot of people building rods. There. Whether yeah. you when choose was, to accept this mission or not, because it's coming. Um. Let's film Taylor Trash Tool Time at your new studio. I've seen your cameras. I've heard the laugh tracks. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I think we can make some magic on the mic happen. Hook us up. We will make your ratings go through the roof some way, somehow. <laughs> if not, your tools go through the roof. Okay, Al Borland. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, let's do it. <laughs> the uh, They don't have that like weird, what did they call it before, at the basement? Remember the yeah, mud hole like how to videos oh, and stuff that yeah. he used to do? It's like like brick. Welcome to the dungeon. Fake, You're yeah. gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> fake, no. fake brick. Like in the background. It's legit now. <laughs> it's it looks it's awesome. Yeah. It's like a, like I'm a little jealous. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know they moved. Yeah, I I went once. To, I guess what was the old one, and there were really like tractor trailers there, dropping off, picking up big FedEx stuff. All well, of yeah, the it old was going one, on, man. You, you had the the storefront. <clears throat> which had a bunch of blanks and other various things. Yeah. And then right behind that, you had like the the customer service who's taken those multi-million dollar orders and this. Yeah, and that, yeah, and yeah. Like, 
It's like it's almost like kind of like cubicle offices, yeah. like yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 it going on? So uh, I'm happy to report that um, I am no longer carrying the skunk on the boat. Oh. I finally, finally got my first redfish of 2020. Um, and honestly, I think uh, I closed out 2019 for quite a stretch without catching a redfish there for a while. I can't, so what was it? When, it had gotten, Monday? When yeah, Jameson, Monday. Yeah. Jameson and I went out. Uh, it was a little bit sporty out, a little bit windy. Uh, but we said to hell with it. We're going to go anyway. And um, it was kind of... Uh, kind of like a little foreshadowing it was kind of it was actually kind of funny we had been uh pulling along for for a bit and we'd seen a few fish and had a few you know opportunities that that didn't you know come tight and we're coming up kind of a little slew and we're in the wind and we're we know that when we get to the end of this slough and we make the corner we're going to finally be back into a lee shoreline and we see a osprey flying towards us carrying a fish and i was like oh well at least somebody's catching something today you know the and as it gets closer i was like what's he got redfish or trout you know because you could see the tail and James is like, oh, white belly, it's redfish. And, it, you know, probably like mm-hmm. 15, 16 inch redfish. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I was like, yep, we're going to get around the corner of this Lee shoreline, <laughs> and that's the redfish that's we were going to see. Mm-hmm. And so we laugh. And as we come around the corner, there was a little 17 inch redfish. <laughs> Fed it took the crab out and said didn't your mama tell you not to take crabs from strangers <laughs> sent him on his way and uh catch we we strangers. switched him up and uh jameson got a hell of a nice red yeah. fish like really soon right after that and uh we uh switched up again after he caught his fish and um we covered a big stretch in the wind muddy muddy water um, finally made it to some clean water and a lee shoreline again. And if we saw 150, we saw 300 um, black drum. Different size groups of them, but mm-hmm. the total along probably about a three-quarters of a mile of shoreline. And they were the goofiest black drum ever. Like, they were always on the move. Yep. You Same could throw you could throw a fly, and they would like throw the brakes on, and you'd see one like almost even tip up on the fly, but they'd never commit or try to eat it. And as soon as you stripped it, then everybody would freak out, run thirty yards away, turn right around, come right back to the boat, and it was just like, okay, you know, false hope, false hope, nope, mm. not going to happen. Yep. False hope, false hope, not going to happen, and just over and over and over and over, but. uh same we, thing I've experienced in the river. Yeah, with those large school. Like, but yeah, Monday was a was a fun day. Uh, we had a good time, and uh, Sunday afternoon, I had slipped out to uh, take a peek around, knowing that he and I were fishing to decide kind of where we were going, see if I could you know get get a a, a good idea of 
where the fish were or weren't. And uh, one of the things that I noticed, um, the east channel from shotgun down almost all the way to like plantation on the east shoreline, somebody has done a tremendous amount in the last however many months. I, I can't, this is the first time I've noticed it. There are tons and tons of oyster restoration oh, wow. bags mm. all down that shoreline. And it's cool because on a lot of the areas, it's like every so many yards, they like come out from the shore a little bit. And then b- between the shoreline and those oyster bags that were exposed, like mm-hmm. it's like a mound almost, mm-hmm. they had planted some really decent size mangroves. Awesome. So like the mm-hmm. entire, sh- like mm-hmm. well over a mile of shoreline has all this new oyster material and fresh brand new Interesting. mangroves that are being planted. Very cool. And I can't wait to actually go and pole and fish that. And, I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to, like, as that comes to life, it's going to really change it's gonna that. It's going to bring the life. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. And that's good moving water back there. Yep. That's, that's pr- real promising. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's what I noticed mm-hmm. new in the lagoon lately. The uh, <clears throat> Mark and I fished up his way. Was it two Mondays ago? Sure. Something like that. <laughs> You're asking Mark to remember something? Yeah. I, it was yesterday. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> not too long ago. But yeah, the, uh, not too long ago. Right after that Drake film tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we fished up that way a little bit. Um, actually, Mark never got off the polling platform. Uh, we didn't go out for long. We launched in Port St. John and... Around. Oh my god! You just blew that's it. the spot, dude. You Damn blew it. the spot. Damn Everybody's it. gonna go down there and fish uh, now. Well, not the ramp, the city. Um, <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Well, it's only one ramp. Didn't see very many fish, no. and they were spooky. Like, they weren't spooky. They just like you know, and they like cruising, like, indifferent. Yeah, and they just like go around your fly just to like give you the fin. I think it's because they're starved. Like, they don't know what to do when you present food to them. They haven't seen, like, anything right. to eat in a while. So they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Is that really? No. And then... And then... Does your, your boy <laughs> listen to this? I don't care if he does or not. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what. So, pretty tough day. Uh... But what would have ended on a beautiful note. Beautiful note. A school of mm, five to ten tailing reds hanging out, happy. Mark says, hey, tailing reds, about ten o'clock. I'm going to nudge you in close. And as we're 60 feet away, I'm like, okay, I'm like planning out my, my shot. Yep. <laughs> on the corner of my eye just here. And I see this huge plug flying through the air, bombing straight for the middle of the school. And I look down, and Mark's buddy Todd's sitting there. There's Todd. Like, with the real radius of the gun. I'm just like, and I was like, shit. And I was like, like, trying to, like, will it to just fly half a mile past. It lands right in the middle of this school, and it just takes off, and the boat's just 
quiet. <laughs> and I'm trying not to like be angry. Oh, I was so angry. Oh. I, like, I can tongue. feel Mark feeling me feel upset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It was I'm felt. Like, <sighs> and it's just silent. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I, and I looked at my watch and I was like, you know what? Time who's to hung- go. Who's Y'all hungry? Who's <laughs> <laughs> <I was> hungry? <laughs> But it's it's got to be the area. That's that's the only explanation. I actually have a very similar story. I launched out of the Kennedy Point boat ramp mm-hmm. yep. years ago, and we went south of the causeway down maybe a couple miles on the east shoreline used to be a great flat there and i pulled a friend around for the better part of two and a half hours shot after shot after shot and he just could not make it happen after serving time on the back of the boat we pick up and we run back north and we stop at a particular spot that that Mark knows with the express intent for a one shot opportunity on some really, really nice fish. And as we're pulling in, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking and there they are and they're happy and they're rolling and thinning and just, super chill and I've got my line stripped out and I fucking put the fly in the air and I can see that I'm probably not going to be able to make the cast with the line that I've got out and I say I need one more push give me about another 5-10 feet as I'm saying that from the (laughs) polling platform (laughs) the fucking spinning rod had gotten brought out and the plug goes flying over my head and it lands in the middle of the school. Yeah. And there's a giant explosion of water and wakes head off. And I literally just turned around and went, really? <laughs> the only shot I've had all day, the only one. <laughs> and that's what you're going to do. So, I mean... That was the last time I fished with that person. In, in Todd's defense, he is a conventional bass fisherman. Right. So he's just used to just slinging bombs and slowly teaching him the ways of salt water. Mm-hmm. Even even though it's conventional, I, I, I don't care. It's yeah. what he likes. It's... You can but, still make it happen. But I can't. You just cast way farther and drag it in. I can't get it in. out of his right. head that. It's easy. You're not fish. casting at the fish. That's his problem. He's, he sees the fish. He casts to it. He casts to it. Right. And I'm like, you can't. It's like. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I just think that. If somebody that's called like a, that's called a buddy fucker, but, that's what that's called. a buddy fucker <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Because you know the middle of the boat is reserved for the guy that's like pretending that he's on a gondola right. in mm-hmm. Venice. You sit back, you relax, and you fucking watch. Well, 
if somebody's on the dance floor in front of you, you sit back, you relax, and you watch. Right. And we know here at this table, and, and some listeners may, I, I don't have a big skiff. So three is three people's pushing it uh-huh. on mine. So he's he's just blind casting out, and I'm hoping to get him on a trout or something. Right. I'm not paying attention because he's just sitting on the cooler like he right. would, you know, on the pedestal on the front of a glitter boat. <laughs> glitter. I forgot about the glitter boats. So I'm paying attention to Ben. I'm like, damn. And like he said, he's sitting there on the cooler. Ben's on the platform. Call it out to Ben. Oh, God. It's, it's a nightmare. I'm going to relive this forever. <laughs> and I just it's a white bait fish with like some fake blood in it that like, did he just did did he did he, did he pop up to his feet did he like stand no, up no, the cast even, no just and I just see this thing just sail over Ben's so shoulder straight here's what up. makes it even like funnier in hindsight uh, still not like super funny but like as Mark has pointed out what maybe three fish before that, I, there weren't a ton of shots. Zero interest the whole time. And he's like chucking a plug in deeper water, throwing jigs in deeper <laughs> water, and I'm basically working the shoreline. I'm like, okay, this works. Like, in the grand scheme of like me and Todd switching, I can live with this. No care, no care. We come no. up on this huge school of hogs. <laughs> school is not the right term. There's a school of tailing hogs on the shoreline. Uh, just going to town. We're like, oh, cool, that's neat. Blah, blah, blah. Move Those past. are some big pigs. Huge. Huge. Bear size. Right. Florida what, black bear size. What, uh, what do you call a school? Of pigs? Yeah. I don't like remember. I don't think it's a herd. Is it a, I think it's a herd. Is it a herd? A gaggle? Well, I almost said that too, but I think that's a... No, I don't know. That's, Anyways. Those are geese. A gaggle Well, geese. I was going to say that was geese or goosin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a video for another time. Um... But to like zero interest to anything like Mark calling out my shots at the school. And it was just like, he's like, mm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Wing. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Bold power stance uh, from the cooler. And, and meanwhile, I was telling him the whole time, I'm like, dude, you're not going to catch anything on that. Like, that's the size of the fish we're targeting. Right. He's like, I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. The confidence was there on his part, which was cool. Um, not like be <laughs> cool to your school. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, my school. Um, but it was we had a fun time. Yeah, water was clear. It was crazy. The water was clear. Yep. There's grass everywhere. Like freaking no fish at all. No crabs. No shrimp. No bait fish. Hmm. Puffer fish. Nothing. I- I forget what grass it is. It's not. The thin one or the flat one? Flat. Like widgeon? Yes. Everywhere. Huh. That's good. Everywhere. And I'm like, well, damn. I'll uproot a little of this and. Carry it up. Carry it up. The widgeon yeah, bay. Yeah. Right. Hair club for man, yeah. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cornrows. <laughs> Hedgerows, yeah. man. Just spell something out so you can only see it from the air. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I would be remiss if I did not mention 
before we wrap it up, we have uh, a new post up on the website. So if you're listening to the podcast, go over to taylortrash.com and look in the bilge, which is where we put any of our written word postings. And there is a book review that I just completed. Mm, of, that's a good idea. A book, Fly Fishing Austin in Central Texas. Um, I got an advanced copy of that book. It's not even available until May. Are you on Oprah's book club? How'd that happen? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> me, uh, you know, and Oprah went to Tennessee State University. Um, so we're kind of like yeah. uh, alumnus. Oh, alumnus. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Carl, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I put my thoughts on the book um, of what, what I found interesting about it. And uh, it, it's actually a pretty cool book. It's actually, after reading it, has made me really interested in going to Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the culture of Austin. And I didn't realize there was that much fishing available in Austin. Yeah. Uh, without giving away, doing any spoilers on the book, um, you can read what I found interesting about it. And more importantly, if you go to the website and read that review you'll have an opportunity to sign up for a giveaway. We actually have a a copy of the book that we're going to give away to a listener. So if you want to register for that, uh, we'll be picking a winner of that book and you'll have that book in your hands before anybody can even buy that book. So check it out. You get a book. book. Look under your seats. Look under your seats. (laughs) Mine's empty. (laughs) Caught. Uh, so yes, Carl, just like Oprah, yeah. I'm giving away a book. Lopra. Yeah. <laughs> Lerpra. Yeah. Oprah and Larissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag team. Tag team. <laughs> um, so uh, one more fun happening that happened. Uh, Woody and his wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's we hear about this. By the shop. Is that the Paso Lay mm-hmm. Outfitters? Paso River Outfitters. Yep. Uh, hates it when we pronounce it like that. Mm-hmm. Pacolette. Yep. Pacolette. There we go. <laughs> uh, he actually made a comment about. He's like, "Who the hell keeps pronouncing it Pasole?" <laughs> uh, actually, he was on his way down to St. Augustine when I was coming back from Boone. Uh, I Facetimed him just to complain about South Carolina's roads. Uh, he I was like, "Where are you at right now?" He's like, "I'm in Georgia." I said. Like, what the hell is wrong with your roads here? I was like, there's potholes the size He's of North Carolina. He's south. He's yeah. Spartanburg way. Oh. I was rolling past there loosely and it was like just like one whole half of the road, like one tire was just obliterated the whole way down for miles. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you guys, your tobacco money can't fund this. Um, but he came down, got married honeymooned in Isla Mirada with his wife and and stopped at the meth lab, which I saw was only five minutes old by the time he posted. It was like, I literally just sent him the shop address. I was like, just swing by and say, hey. And he and his wife did. 
and we had a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny about that is they posted honeymoon at the meth lab, mm-hmm. tagged everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. So I reposted it to the store. And I'm getting congratulations. Yeah. I was like, no, not me. Okay, well, well that, that's because nobody really reads anything online anymore. Um, they, they start it. They don't really read for comprehension. No. Uh, case, scan. case in point, um, I did a story on the Taylor Trash saying, here is a phone number. We are about to do a new podcast. What would be on your show notes? I thought you were going to have a meltdown. And maybe, <laughs> maybe. You kind of did. What? I think I what? One morning. Well, the, the, the humor that I was shooting for there was <laughs> to, to, to have that meltdown. Yeah, 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 like yeah. bitching, but then overlay it with one of those silly uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I think I had the the hearts and the arrows. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to juxtapose the absurdity of filters <laughs> yeah, along yeah. with, hey, can can you guys like, can, can you placate the can old man? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to get you guys to call me on the phone, not text me, because like to me it didn't make any sense. Like, if I just wanted you to message me, you can do that on Instagram. It's called yeah. a DM, yeah. right? Right. So instead, I'm going to give you a phone number to text me instead. It's the same thing. So anyway, it should come as no surprise that the only person that follows us that actually understood and did call was a female listener. Mm -hmm. Because... Comprehension levels off the chart. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, with further ado, let's see if this works or not. We had a question. Hey guys, this is Jacqueline. I guess my question for y'all is if you guys have any kind of keepsake or good luck fly fishing related charm you take out with you on the water, and if so, what it is. For example, I, uh, I keep the first fly I ever tied in my fly box pretty much anywhere I go, and, uh, I still fish with my grandfather's old fly reel and try to take it with me when I can but yeah I just wonder what uh, what good luck terms you guys use and what you guys carry out with you on the water thanks keep it up guys Bye. that was a good question Daisy thanks for that um <laughs> Jacqueline I can't remember the, the last time you were on the water pertinent <laughs> shit well that first for sure <laughs> i can't remember the pertinent shit that i actually need to fish that day let alone be like you know what i should bring a good, good luck. It, it's good luck if i make it out there with with something to use to fish <laughs> right with, That's like it's good luck if you make it if period. i make it out there if i don't break down on the way of the ramp it's a good day already now i would have to say that there's probably little, if anything, that I specifically take as a quote-unquote good luck charm. Um, I'm kind of more of a minimalist when it comes to what I take anyway. Even on the skiff, like I'll, I only have like maybe a dozen fly. I, I have a very small fly box. Mm-hmm. Um kind of in the same vein as Carl, I'm hoping that I don't have catastrophic 
leader problems because mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to have the fucking tippet material with me that right. I need to right. to overcome that setback. Um, hell, I've gone out before and pulled up to the first spot and went, fuck, I didn't bring a rod and reel. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, what I will say is that when I go somewhere else and mostly no, fresh and salt, I typically do end up picking up keepsakes from that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things, like if I'm um, visiting a river, um, whether it was when I was in Alaska, um, when I went with Ted up to um, Canada, I typically pick up and we'll keep like a handful of rocks mm-hmm. from that river. Like tumble pebbles. Yeah, like really smooth, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, river you know, rock. river rock, but they're like, you know, smaller. And it's like, oh, I want one of those, you know, they're green and they're yeah. red, you know, like yeah. interesting colors or whatever. And then when I get home, I'll usually get like a small glass uh, jar and put them in it and they'll end up sitting on my desk. Mm-hmm. And when I look at it, I'm like, oh, that was from the Keyseralic or, you know, this is from the Grand Cascopedia. Um, Grand Cascopedia. <laughs> conversely, if I'm um, like somewhere bone fishing, um, I end up like, you know, if I find sea glass somewhere yeah. or a little piece of coral or, or something mm-hmm. like that, I always pack rat shit like that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, seashell, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do carry good luck charms even though they've brought me no luck <laughs> uh is a bohemian dime uh-huh with the bonefish on them right and also the little uh sweet tart <coughs> looking fish that leslin the one that i have saw. right here yeah that carl ate <laughs> <laughs> thinking it was a sweet tart it would be ceramic mm-hmm. yes the ceramic trout. So I do have those two things as, it was as delicious. good luck Thank charms. Thank you, Leslie. And <laughs> along the lines of Larry's rocks or keepsakes from destinations, I always keep my first fly of whatever species it is. So, for, for, like, for example, the redfish in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. While I've caught redfish here... Right. It's not a South Carolina flood tide redfish. Right. So I have that and I have it, you know, in a little little bag labeled date with who and everything from, you know, first rainbow trout to now gar. Like so similarly with flies I will try to pick up like a piece of driftwood yeah like a small piece and bring a piece like i I pick up the rocks put rocks in my pockets and then i'll pick up a small piece of driftwood and when i get back i'll clean out my fly box that i used on that trip and most of the flies are flies that i fished like um and I, i i cover that piece of driftwood and all those flies and it'll be sitting somewhere in the house and i can go and be like oh that was the trip to cody wyoming yeah. And I fished this river, this river, this river, and this river. And the flies are beat up, you yep. know, from the fish, you know, and I mean, stuff. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, one of the flies I have is from a ladyfish. Mm-hmm. Ladyfish bleed. So the little white bait fish is all bloody. And 
It smells lay, great. It, it smells great. Mm. But, yeah, it was an accomplishment at the time. Right. So those are my, my good luck charms. and I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And <laughs> I don't. I don't have any really good luck charms. I do. I, I thought at first I was like, no. And then I, I did think about it a little bit. And I do have one hat that has a black drum fly that when I was in the Keys two years ago, we were fishing for tarpon, like, you know, in like a little cut. And there was like, they were all smaller and they weren't hitting all the normal flies and kind of in desperation. We were like, we got to get deep. And I threw this black drum fly on and bounced it off the bottom. And a 15-pound tarpon came up and smacked it and landed it. And I just took that one and stuck it right. It's one of yeah. the Flood Tideco hats of the tarpon rolling from a couple years ago. And just stuck it in the bill of that hat. And it's been there for yeah ever since. Ever since. So I do have that. And but you don't carry something with you particularly. Yeah, I don't like grab that hat every time I go tarpon fishing. Thinking like, this is going to be it. And that's why I don't catch that many then. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe try that. Per the discussion we had last night, we had a discussion last night. At the, at Pillow the Drake, talk at the Drake Film Festival. Yeah, no, I did call Mark last night. Um, <laughs> did you call to him, invite him somewhere that Carl and I aren't yeah. going? Oh, I God. did invite him to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. So That's okay. If, I don't know if you, if you guys remember because clearly you weren't there. Um, clearly not invited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we it's okay. The six months ago. No, don't give it away. Shh. I'm not going to give it away. Spot. Okay. See, they got secret spots. <laughs> secret they spots. Got their own little secret, secret rendezvous. Yeah. Secret stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Secret times. Um, so <laughs> there's a. Uh, Bert Kreisinger, uh, Netflix special called Secret Time. That's pretty good, by the way. Uh, it's a comedy thing. Um, but we, he and I went out fishing, and I caught that pretty decent-sized tarpon. So we went, I went back uh, yesterday with a buddy and got out there early, and instead of going right, we went left. And, like, inside of the, the ramp, there was just all morning there were tarpon rolling everywhere and uh, between 30 and 60 pounds all morning long slow happy high rolls we we had a good time throwing at them had a couple eats i spent a lot of time paddling from the back i kind of let my buddy like he's he just hasn't really had a whole lot of shots at like rolling tarpon how many years have you been a tarpon guide oh (laughs) a a lifetime of experience right um not my lifetime more like a three-year-old's but that's okay 120. And he doesn't, he doesn't have a skull for an anchor line. He has a stormtrooper helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, but you know, I was kind of like letting him like he hasn't gotten the chance to like see him and throw in front of him. So I was kind of like, you know, you kind of got to mess that up a few times before you start getting the right. So I was like, let's just get his mess ups out on me because I don't, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not like Davy Magnum. So. It was fun, but I called Mark. I was like, hey, you remember where we're at when we did this? I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, they are everywhere. Tomorrow, probably not going to roll at all, but today was awesome. It's weird. It's cold. That's what was so yeah. weird about it. it was, and it was getting colder, and it was mm-hmm. windy all day. 
It's like either last night or night before last, like in the forties. Last yeah, night last was night. super yeah. cold. There was like a freeze warning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Maybe they were just getting it while they could, like getting sun while they could, maybe during the day. I don't know. I wouldn't have expected that. Well, you know how they survive our freezes here, colder weather. Go deep. Sweaters. Deep, and they bury themselves into the mud. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. I huh. know that. All that warmth coming out of the death, mm-hmm. death mud. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Radioactive NASA slime. <laughs> I love rolling in death. I learned mm-hmm. that from our old friend uh, Crystal Murray. Oh, yeah. Crystal Murray. I'd never heard of that. So, um, <clears throat> we um, are basically one month away from the Dingy Derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Getting pumped. We've uh, been Lots getting. Lots of people are getting pumped. We've been getting some <laughs> great, just straight up donations. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a little thing on the Instagram today and said, "Hey, if you donate at least ten bucks, um, we'll send you a sticker pack." A lot of people have taken advantage of that. Um, one resourceful individual messaged and said, "Those stickers are pretty cool." But I'd really like to get a hold of Tinkara is the new anal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you even double haul, bro? How much would I Rare. need to donate for that? And I responded and said, well, those, would those be like out of the are hard to oh, fucking yeah. find. Yeah. So how, like, what kind of donation are mm-hmm. you talking? Like, what? How motivated am I to go look and see if I can find one of those mm-hmm. unicorns? And some bitch said hundred bucks, hundred bones sold. So oh, yeah. it did take me yeah. a while, and I rooted around and I found a black. Do you even double haul? And I found the Which Carolina is, blue. Ooh, anal, nice. So, uh, turn my brown eye blue. (laughs) (laughs) Turn my brown eye. Turn my brown eye blue. I'll do one. Ben's turning red. Ben's turning red. Well, that's where I'm going with this. Turn my wife. I'm going to. I'm going to. God. Forgive me. Um, I'm going to up the ante on this a little bit. I've thought about it in the last 20 seconds really hard. Some of his greatest work mm-hmm. is on 20 seconds of thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, hands down. If I spend more time thinking about it, you don't. It's, it's too you don't thoughtful. Want it. yeah. um, <laughs> when we ran the limited edition run of Dog Pecker Red stickers, uh-huh. I bought three sets. Okay. Carl, uh, unbeknownst to me, gave one set to Brian Floyd. So <laughs> Did I? Yeah. So here's what happened. We took the prototypes gift to Charleston, and I was going to. He wasn't in. Held up. We're not done. Uh, I was going to stick them on my skiff. Uh huh. This gift kills hippies. We went to Charleston. I unpacked the car. They had fallen out of my bag. Oh, it, there's a green one in there now. Yeah. In my car now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he went to go do something at Brian, and he was like, oh, there's extra stickers. He's like, Hey, I put this here, and I tuck some stickers behind the door. So, like two days oh, later, he's yeah. like, "Dude, there was like dog pecker red stickers in my car." I gave them to Brian. I was like, "Damn it!" Um, 
<laughs> but that means I have two sets left. Okay. <clears throat> 350 bucks <laughs> donated to MDC, and I will give up one of my sets of Dog Packer Reds. Full set. Full set. Do you double haul, bro, and this gift kills hippies. All right. And how do they donate that 350 bucks? Um, Venmo. 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 T2F2, T2F2 events. events. Let us know that it's the Dogpecker Red 350 donation and include your address. Yeah. And they're yours. And then I will uh, pass those off to Larry and he will get them mailed to you. Yeah. Um, and if you donate 500 bucks, I'll, I'll throw in something even more wild. A poem. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken word by mm-hmm. A rap, really. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? A slam poetry? <laughs> At MDC. In your honor, probably not. So uh, I think currently we are almost to the halfway point on participants registered compared to what we had last year. Nice. With a month left to go. So uh, jump on it. I hope we see that go to double what we had last year. Um, The pot's going to be bigger. and MDC is going to benefit even better. Uh, if you are curious about what the raffle prizes are, taylortrash.com, hit the dinghy derby page. If you scroll down towards the end of the page, there is a list that is changing almost daily, yep. if not hourly, on anything from original artwork guided trips up in southwest virginia for smallmouth or trout Um, there's guided trips on the lagoon there's custom built rods both spinning rods and fly rods there's custom flies in fly boxes there's a couple of aquariums um rods by i think there's two people to two or three people already yeah yeah so i mean there's a bunch of flies there's a ton of really good stuff so um give it a look see and uh when you show up at the event uh you've got to be present to win the raffle um bring some cash or be ready to venmo to get your tickets and we're gonna have a really fucking good time this year Mm -hmm. so uh we'll also be Sipping on some sweet water libations, mm-hmm. courtesy sweet. of Sweetwater again this year. So uh, we're getting stoked. We hope uh, you guys are getting just as excited. And the most important thing is we're going to be helping Marine Discovery Center take care of what we love, which is Mosquito Lagoon. Mosquito. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say... We are pretty much at the outer limits mm-hmm. of one of our longer longer ones. So uh, why don't we go ahead and start thinking about wrapping it up? Absolutely. And, uh, man, it was a good 42. time tonight, guys. Absolutely. Some awesome freaking uh, vittles off the Traeger. And just a reminder... Hashtag Traeger. If you want one, we got a discount code for you. You can find it on the website forward slash Traeger. We'll catch you on the next one.
say goodbye to our town, to our town. Can't you see the sun setting down on our town, on our town? Good night. Straight beside the red neon light That's where I met my baby On one hot summer night She was the tender And I ordered a beer It's been 40 years And I'm still sitting here But you know The sun's setting fast And just like they say Nothing good ever lasts So go on now And kiss her goodbye But hold on to your love Cause your heart's bound to die I walked down Main Street in the cold morning mist Over there is where I bought my first car It turned over once and then it never went far And I can see the sun setting fast And just like they say, nothing good ever lasts So go on now and kiss it goodbye But hold on to your love Cause your heart's bound to die Sleep up the street besides a pretty brick wall. I bring him flowers about every day, but I just gotta cry when I think what they'd say. If they could see the sun setting fast, and just like they say, nothing good ever lasts. So go on now and kiss it goodbye, but hold on to your love, cause your heart's bound to die. fly, but I can't see too good, I got tears in my eyes, I'm leaving tomorrow, but I don't want to go, I love you my town, you'll always live in my soul, but I can see the sun setting fast, and just like they say, nothing good ever lasts, so go on now, I'll kiss
sick of bad home.